Acting Secretary Chad Wolf has resigned. Therefore, he is now just Citizen Chad. This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. It's a sad day for America. <laughs> it's a sad day for Chads. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 353 of the Other the Podcast. You may not recognize it because uh, Corey is going to be the revolutionary one this time <laughs> around. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening. Um, let's get right into it because obviously this is a very important historic week in American history. Yes. Um, what started as a Congress, a joint session of Congress getting together to formally uh, certify the votes of Joe Biden as the next president of the United States were uh, hit with a terrorist attack uh, against the Capitol by people who were riled up by President Trump, by Rudy Giuliani, by Don Trump Jr., amongst another of uh, amongst others at the uh rally that was had held in front of the White House, at which Trump said, we're going to march down to the Capitol, at which point we're saying roughly 30,000 people. Something like 30,000, yeah. What? Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, marched down to the Capitol. Many of them went inside. We've all seen the videos. I, I, I find the more videos I watch, the more I grow upset about this because uh, I, uh, tell me, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it a lot on the day. Uh, when you were watching it live, what were you what were you going through? Because I, I, I thought that uh, it looked like they were unprepared, but it seemed like they had some sort of plan. And then as the week has gone on, I feel like there's been less of a plan. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there probably were people there who did have a plan and it used motivated a motivated group with a motivated group willing to take direction and then just pointed them uh it's the the bazooka it's like once you get it armed you just have to have the right person to point it in the correct direction and yeah. there were certainly people there i mean i think the reveal since then has been that there were parlor groups there are uh facebook groups that yeah. were saying we're gonna storm the Capitol. and as soon as they got the the entire band of merry men from the white house or, or just north of the white house down to the Capitol, it's like all right we've we got our guy, Trump, to arm the bazooka. And not only that, but he pointed it in the right direction for us. Now we just got to hit the trigger. And yeah. somebody hit the trigger and it went off. Uh, I mean, the day of, I'll be honest, there was a lot of jealousy. There was a lot of jealousy on my part because uh, who would have thought it was the conservatives, the crazy right-wing extremists yeah. who got to, to storm the halls of Congress? I... Um, Listen, I, I wrote a book uh, a while ago uh, that's uh, the movement uh, insurgency where I outline uh, a group of, uh, of leftist insurgents. Uh, the opening of the book is an encampment in Arlington National Cemetery where mm. overlooking the banks of the Potomac River and into D.C. the morning before they invade the nation's capital and uh, much like uh, the closing moments of World War II, there is this climactic scene of, uh, you know, running across the bridge. And for those of you who've been in D.C. before, uh, there's a roadway that comes from Arlington. It kind of separates and goes around the Lincoln Memorial and then mm -hmm. heads down the Capitol towards uh, the, the uh, White House and um, the, the Capitol building. And uh, there's a scene where they're just... The, uh, I imagine a horde of men just running across the bridge and there's fire being exchanged and an organized disorganized retreat back towards the Capitol building. And 
you are standing there in the mall uh, taking cover while the American flag gets pulled down from the Capitol building and your flag goes over the Capitol building. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what happened at the, at the Reichstag. That was the, the sign that World War II was over, that uh, the, the um, forces of the USSR took down the Nazi flag from the Reichstag and put up the, um, the Soviet Union flag. And they were like, okay, so war over. And then something like four months later, the war actually ended when, yeah. <laughs> when they finally right. got everybody to give up. It was the beginning of the end. Uh, the beginning <laughs> of the end, yeah. Uh, but everybody cheered, and then uh, the story goes that everyone cheered, and uh, some uh, sergeant stood up and like waved his cap, at which point a Nazi sniper shot him in the head, and then everybody was like, okay, so not done yet. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep fighting Still the war. Still work to be done. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, if I am honest, there was a lot of feelings of like, I've been told by certain people, maybe the other person on this podcast with me, that like, listen, there's not enough people out there to try and overthrow the government. And I was watching a group of people overthrow the government. So, I mean, that was the numbers needed. I think uh, I think that there were a lot of we see images of the people who are inside, like the halls of the Capitol and stuff like that. And for the most part, these people are younger and uh in there but it doesn't seem indicative of the crowd what are you trying to say about me what are you trying to say younger than what younger than uh, no i'm just saying like you know the our gentleman with the horns and stuff like that like he (laughs) he he doesn't look like he's you know a 70 year old senile old man Uh, the the brad pitt from fight club looking fellow (laughs) i wouldn't give him that he he's not he's not quite uh quite uh anything like brad pitt so let's just say that on one end of the spectrum you have me currently and on the other end of the spectrum i mean he could be the brad Brad pitt Pitt of the right i mean like (laughs) i mean like who's his real competition matt gates or something like that i mean like there's not a lot of lookers in the i'm saying i would not walk around like lindsey graham's gonna win 50 dollars in a beauty pageant anytime soon i would not walk around with my shirt off uh ever and this dude (laughs) never see with a shirt on so you know there's that except for a picture of him in a suit with rudy giuliani so i mean there's that so um I was uh, I I was angry when I watched it. Um, more than anything, I was I, I like felt ill. I don't know. I don't know if you can understand if you can have you felt the same sort of thing. But like, uh, you know, like when somebody close to you dies or something like that, and like you hurt, and you like feel like your stomach's not right like you know like it it really i felt that same sort of thing that same sort of pang in my stomach like i was i was dealing with the, you know the 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 realization that it's not going to be the same anymore you know like i, I think you hold the halls of congress in higher esteem than i do uh if if there was a an uncle who had uh beaten me my entire life and uh then he dies and you're like I mean, I'm sad that he's dead, but, you know, eh. I mean, you know, we're at some point, you know, some months from now, we'll be in the middle of the Biden administration. There won't be as many dramatic events that happen on a day to day basis. And we can have we can have arguments as to whether or not Nancy Pelosi blew this thing or another, which she most certainly will, because she can't stay out of her own way for long mm-hmm. enough to do so. But, you know, it, it's. It, it really. I, I don't know. I was I was I thought about my granddad a lot that day. Uh me and you have talked about him a lot. Uh-huh. He was he was a serviceman. He went into work for various federal agencies after he retired from the service. He was born on the fourth of July. 
uh, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. But like, is he Tom Cruise? No, but I'm saying like you know it's one of those things. Like he he always he he was a very patriotic guy, and he was very he 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 it was important to him, and the American experiment was important to him, and he wanted to see America, no matter what, be the best that it could be, even through the worst of it, and. I don't know. I, I I guess I just think over and over again, over and over again about how we failed him and people like him, who had literally sacrificed something for this country, and we're getting you know like to to me, the people, the inhabitants of Congress, the the Senate, all these people, like there's reasons that you can be angry with them or feel like they're not doing the job that you sent them there to do, or that they're not you know, like looking out for the people of their constituencies or something like that. But at a certain point, things have to stand for the image of the country. And almost unlike, you know, just the the White House is the only other one other than the Capitol, which I think you can rate as like, this is more of an, uh, uh, an image of America rather than it is just a building in which things happen. You know, like it, it's not the... If I burn down a Burlington Coat Factory and I burn down a church, those two things are not the same. Like one of them has a lot more. Well, see, has a lot more to uh, you. No, but to I'm you. They're not the same. No, but I'm but saying to me, I couldn't give a fuck. It's just two buildings. Right. Two, but I'm saying buildings. to to most people, they would see that happening and they would say that that's awful. You know, I mean, and, I would burn down a Burlington Coat Factory just because, um, you know, com- you know, commerce and capitalism. But. Yeah, a church is burning or a school is burning. Which one is is a bigger tragedy? I mean, they're both tragedies. But I'm saying school because the church is wasted property and they're not paying taxes (laughs) on it. (laughs) All right, society. Again, this is a this is a six month from now conversation when we're talking about the the ins and outs of of Washington pork when we're talking about. You say that, but alternatively, you and I could be broadcasting pirate radio from the front of the civil war that is broken out in America, like that. I'm Both not, of those are alternatively possible that's, at this point. You know what? And I'm not entirely putting that outside of the realm of possibility either. And we've uh, we've been joking about the idea of a civil war coming about <laughs> in this country for a while. Uh, and I mean, we've been joking about the idea of it. Oh, yeah. But not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the reason why we bring it up at all is because we both know how perilously close this whole thing has gotten. So, a uh, couple things. Uh, it's the first time that the Capitol has been breached since 1814 when the British did it. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, and here's the thing. Um, everyone, I, I did a, a Rob Explains about, about uh, D.C. and the Capitol and the whole thing in general, and everyone thinks like, oh, well, yeah, 1776, first of all, uh, this country wasn't this country in 1776. It was 1776. Washington wasn't Washington in 1776. Yeah, and we declared independence, and then we fought an eight-year war of independence. So now we're in 18 or uh, 1781 when there was a first. Let's start talking about an election because it looks like we might win this thing. 1783, we hold our first election, um, and then. George Washington is president for eight years, but at the end of his term, he says, uh, or in the end of his first term, he says, we need to have a place that is the seat of government. Everybody has that place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unlike all of these West, uh, the uh, European monarchs, we can say we are going to build a city that is the people's city. It's the center of of, uh, democracy. Yeah, because the government was in New York. It was in Philadelphia. It was in, wasn't it in Annapolis for a year? Wherever the president was, was the seat of government. And he didn't want that. That's a king. A king takes the court with him. 
That's not what America is. America is a seat of government where everyone must come yeah. to the seat. So um, they designed a city, uh, Lafayette designed a city, um, and it's the most ridiculous city design ever with... Uh, they weren't planning for people to actually live there when they when they designed it. It yes. was not intended also, that people would actually live there. Not cars, not designed yeah. for cars at all. Uh, honestly, it's not that bad of a place to live if you're on horses because yeah. you don't have to worry about moving at forty miles an hour. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. Uh, but you don't have to get the horse on two ninety five. You're you're good. <laughs> not designed for highways either. That's also true. You don't have to take the horse to the Washington professional football team in Landover. You're good. <laughs> So in uh, in 1798, towards the end of his administration, he lays the cornerstone for uh, the White House. And uh, John Adams, who followed him, laid the cornerstone for the Capitol building in 1801. And um, But basically, if you were in D.C. at that time, you couldn't see the Capitol building from the, the White House because it was forest <laughs> in yeah. the way, in between yeah. the two of them. Um, and 10 years later, the British invaded and they said, oh, convenient for us. The seat of government isn't where the president is. It's this place. Yes, it's Let's the just city. go invade this place. And they burned the White House. They burned the Capitol. Yeah. Um, unlike the White House, though, the Capitol had been made of marble, which it still is, as you can see. So you burn it, but... It, it just sort of burns inside. Yeah. Like, it just... You hollow it out. And, yeah. uh, and not even that, because a lot of the rooms are marble, too. Like, the rotunda is marble inside and out. So yeah. it's like, oh, you burn the tapestry. That sucks. Yeah. We'll get a new tapestry. Uh, but it was left mainly um, uh, fine, essentially. The Capitol building. The White House was torched, and we had to rebuild it. But yeah. uh, the Capitol was left mainly fine. Then, nothing. Uh, 1866, uh, the Confederate uh, Army of Northern Virginia got within eight miles of D.C., and essentially every able-bodied person in the District of Columbia and Maryland said, here, but no further yeah. and went out and uh, there were volunteer militias that went out and met them and said, you're not going to get to D.C. Uh, now, the government actually had moved to Philadelphia just in case during that period. But um, and that was one of the reasons why uh, Robert E. Lee then retreated back across the Potomac and turned north and went into Virginia or into uh, Pennsylvania. And Gettysburg would happen later on after that. Yeah. Nonetheless. Uh, so even the Confederacy whose seat of government was Richmond, yeah. did not invade D.C. and take the Capitol building. No. But. There, to the best of my knowledge, there was never a Confederate flag in the, the uh, Senate until. And, and that's what I was going to say. That yeah. there, was, there has never been a Confederate flag in the Senate. And I mean, more specifically, the Confederate battle flag, because that's really what the Confederacy is like. Oh, and I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, to be clear for anyone who, who is uh, confused about that, I, I'm seeing a lot of heritage, not hate. And the, that flag that you have is not the Confederate flag. Yeah. Uh, there was a unit of the Navy that had a white flag with a corner of it being the stars and bars. And then... Turns out that from afar, that looks like a surrender, a surrender flag. flag. Yeah. So what they did is they broke it into four quarters where two quarters were white. One quarter was the battle flag, that crossed battle flag. Yeah. And the other quarter was something with a boat on it. I mean, to be fair, I see the battle flag nowadays and I think about surrender and <laughs> defeat as well. So. Well, yeah. And so now we see, I now I see it. And that's what I said. I see it as a surrender flag because eventually, by the way, even if it was the flag of the country, which it's not, it's not a country anymore. Yeah. I they, don't know. They lost. So they, lost. <laughs> they, they lost the right to be their own country. And yet someone felt the need to take that flag into the Capitol building where it had never been before. Um, and by the way, 
uh, there's a really now famous picture of the guy standing there with the Confederate flag in front of a picture of a guy who was beaten by in the halls of Congress by a, a slaver, a slave supporter, because he said that uh, he would stand and give his own life against slavery. Mm. So the guy beat him with a cane so har- so harshly that he had to give up his Senate seat because uh, he couldn't return to the Senate, um, which is... Uh, I don't know, if I I feel like if I could go back and tell that guy like it, it was eighteen twenty four I think yeah. and just be like so by the way war happens because of slavery he's gonna be like of course yeah these idiots are never gonna give this up right uh, but but we're, we're gonna beat them and he's like yes we we did beat them in fact uh, but then a hundred years after that uh, I'm sorry one hundred and fifty years or so years after that um, someone's gonna parade in front of your picture with the Confederate flag uh, of that country uh, that supported slavery. Beyond everything else, I don't know that, that he would comprehend. Like, yeah. So it's how did we get to this point? So they <laughs> they leave, and then we beat them, and they come back, and then 150 years passes. We've settled the slavery question. We've settled all of that stuff, and now they're using that flag for something. Yes. Yeah. Hate. <laughs> I. I. And what else? What if you are that guy? What can you possibly say? Okay. So they want slavery. That has to be what it is, right? Not quite slavery. They just don't want the... Well, I mean, the truth is... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm sure if one of these people could, they would they would welcome the opportunity. But. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reality is, and this is the argument I've made on too many... <laughs> if it was made legal, why wouldn't you do it, you know? I, I've uh, waded back into Facebook, back on social media. I regret it instantly. <laughs> uh, but I've already made this argument too many times just to say that, you know, like, the the Confederate battle flag wasn't even a part of the culture until the second KKK in the 1890s. Yeah. And they said, we need an image that when black people see it, they know and they're afraid. And that is a very distinctive image. It's a yeah. cross on a red background. And you're like, people are going to recognize that when they see it. So what you're doing is not even just Confederacy. It's not the Confederacy. It's the KKK from the 1890s. And in most telling fashion, I had someone be like, it's still history. KKK history, yeah. but now you've explained right. exactly what your position is. So yeah. good to know. Uh, but yeah, so the 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 you to get back to the point, it, it hasn't been taken since 1814, uh, and essentially the plan throughout the Cold War was we don't have to worry about anyone taking the capital because the only way they ever would is by nuking the entire city yeah. of DC. And then there's no capital to worry about marble strong, but it ain't that strong. So, uh, we don't ever have to worry about it being taken. And then a group of, um, of nonsensical idiots, uh, decided to storm the gates and took it on their own, which, um, in very, um, uh, classical fashion was aided by a group of guards who were just like, hey, uh, do you want me to show you where the bathroom is? Uh, yeah. who's well, you're looking we'll, for? we'll get into that part a little bit later. Um, but uh, the one thing some, about the, the, the whole setup there, Corey, I want to complain about. Yeah. If you're going to steal somebody's idea, at yeah. least give them credit. Right. They went out and they built gallows on the mall. They hung a noose and I've searched every We're picture. We're saying hang Mike Pence, out, like chanting it outside yeah, of the... Saying that yeah. they want to do... And, and the Mike Pence thing, um, that's that's their thing. Yeah. All I'm saying is if you're going to... I searched every picture that I could find, and not one place did I see the Robert Cheek Memorial Gal, anything of reference to me. I've been saying for four years now yeah. to go build gallows, a guillotine, something out on the National See, Mall. somebody on the far right is... 
taking your there's a far right Robert N. Sheik who's taking all your credit. Well, I think his name is Charlie Kirk. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that he's taking my ideas, but as he's older than me, perhaps uh it's just in the ether. Is he? I I have to say so. I I don't know. I <laughs> I mean, he's got kind of that Tucker Carlson of like, how old is this twelve-year-old yeah, boy yeah. kind of thing going on? But and the hate, the hate ages you. So I, <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's in his like early mid forties. And although I am now a year older at thirty-seven, uh, I'm not yet in my early forties. I can't believe I'm googling this asshole's name. <laughs> Way to wreck your Google, your Google <laughs> statistics here. But twenty-seven. Uh, Are you kidding me? No, twenty-seven. Well, I said 12 before, so I mean... I know, I I just, I honestly just thought he had that Tucker Carlson, like, he's in his 40s, but he... uh, He's like the new Coke. He's like the new Tucker Carlson. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought he was older. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so he, so the point is, he did take my idea, then he asshole. Give me some credit. That's all I ask. (laughs) You can't, uh, can't copyright an idea, sadly enough. That's something that we've all learned in this writing game. All right, you know what? (laughs) That... That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Let's it. We're just going to storm the Capitol. I'm going to change this. <laughs> change the laws. I'm angry and I need restitution. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, arguably makes more sense than the reason that they did storm the Capitol. Well, I mean, like there's potentially some way you could get change made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me storming the Capitol and being like, here is a specific law that is unjust and I want to change it rather than the will of 80 million people. I mean, to be fair, though, you know, this is this is a point I bring up from time to time. You could just call the congressman and say, hey, I have a problem with this law. Or maybe even I'm going to be in D.C. Could I meet with somebody in your office about this thing? And then you you go, you sit down with the, you know, uh, yours is Adam Schiff, right? Uh, you're in well, not. Uh, yes, yeah, technically, uh, I well, Adam, I'm a registered voter of the state of Maryland. So well, mine yeah. is Andy Harris. Uh <laughs> You got problems. Well, I, well, I was going to say, and either way, Adam Schiff or Andy Harris, yeah. I, I, although I am wealthy and white, I still haven't donated enough to either of them right, actually to get a meeting. So, <laughs> you know, but theoretically, yes, you're yeah. right. You could go see a congressman and, and have redress of grievances. Yeah. Not, you know, really. the legal way we do these things. I don't follow that. Okay. Um, beyond all that, uh, there was a lot of talk from the right about how this might be Antifa. Uh, question for you, Rob. Just general general idea here. Ready? Yeah. Uh, I would like to hire you to be a protester for me, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, well, I've done this many times before. Uh, you have experience. I saw your yes. resume. It's, yes. It's on there. Uh, now, is this a Soros affair? Because I understand the rules and the and the, the lingo and the thing of the Soros affair. Yeah, so. but there there's a couple things in this contract I'm going to have to go over with you okay. real quick. Sure, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so we don't want you to be instantly recognized as Antifa. Okay. So... Uh, how do you feel about wearing a six million wasn't enough T-shirt? <laughs> I mean, is that is that doable? I mean, can we can we negotiate here, or is that a is that a deal breaker for you? Because if it's too much, hold on. Because if it's too much, you know, we have some other options. Would you like other options? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably a bit much. Go ahead. All right. So, um, uh, uh, maybe we have something in the Jews won't replace us line that would do it for you is that uh, is it still warmer? a little still a little too touchy though you, yeah, yeah 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 okay um maybe we can do something and i mean like is confederacy work for you I, well i, you I do mean a i saw bars, something or? on your website uh i did enjoy the counselor 
Camp Auschwitz shirt. Now, that uh, makes the reference without being so on the nose. Right. I mean, it's a little bit, it's, you know, like, people don't necessarily know what that means when they see it. And if you see him from the back, all it says, if I'm right, freedom through labor is just what it's on the back. So if I turn my back on them, they... I didn't see the back. I don't know what it says. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, you could wear, we have, we have branded t-shirts that somebody's selling that says MAGA Civil War January 6th. Uh, would that work for you? Or? Oh, is that the one that's in the uh, the Marvel? Yeah, it looks like Marvel. The Avengers. Only. It says MAGA instead of Marvel. I'm down. I am, now that one, I'm 100% okay. fine. Okay, all right. Yes. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get you that. And now uh, you are going to need to commit many federal crimes. As part of this protest scene, that, that's you, a regular part of. I mean, how uh, much? How much are we talking about for you know ten years in federal prison at the very least? Well, I mean, uh, when Soros paid me to burn a, a police station in yeah. Minneapolis, uh, it was fifteen hundred a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was does summer. that in, does that include time that you spent in jail? Uh, no, no, that's oh, just okay. The that's day just on the for the act. Yes. That's just the day. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but that was summertime. And I don't like the cold, so yeah. I'm going to have a $500 per day. Um, like a per diem? Per diem, yeah, yeah. just for the cold. Also, uh, I will take that MAGA, that, uh, MAGA Civil War in a long sleeve rather than a short sleeve. Okay, I'll, so. I'll see if they have that available. Yes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that was a joke. This is a fucking joke. Yeah, uh, but there is all no those amount t-shirts of, were available. Yeah, there, <laughs> there is no amount of money. Number one, there's no amount of money you could get me to, to wear like a Camp Auschwitz t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, unless uh, unless counselor <laughs> Camp Auschwitz, yeah. you're saying you identify with the Nazis. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, uh, if I was hired to be in a movie that I played one of these people. Yeah, there's the time I would wear the Camp Auschwitz T-shirt. And here's the thing: if I was, if I was the show, Roberto, if I was in a play where we were doing a a reading of Huck Finn. Then yes, you would hear me say words that I would not say under normal circumstances because we all understand I'm playing a character here. Well, like, and I, I, I'll say, <laughs> friend of the show, Roberto, uh, probably would agree with you on the Huck Finn one because yeah. you know it's part of the it's in the literature. I'm just saying the line. I am not sure he does the counselor Camp Auschwitz shirt because that image exists forever on the internet. Oh, I yeah. know he has not done things before when he saw them and was like. I don't know if I want that picture to be on the internet <laughs> on the forever internet, yeah. because that can be, by the way, yeah. Did Even you good ones. Uh, side note that the unemployment story where they, uh, uh, CNN just grabbed a picture from uh, somebody's post about being unemployed. And now it's the number one result for unemployment. It's somebody's <laughs> private picture yeah. off the internet. You don't want to be that. You yeah. don't want to be the Google result right. for camp Auschwitz and it's your character. And you're like, right. Let me, let me explain uh, why I'm wearing that T-shirt. I, I was an actor. 10 you years have to ago. have a very specific conversation <laughs> about how the metadata is going to be labeled on these types of things. Because when it comes up in search results, you want to see, you know, behind the scenes from the film of yes, yeah, insurrection. Uh, when you're trying to get a real job, you know, 20 years later, you yeah. don't want the, the camp out camp out yeah. shirt to come up first. By the way, great, the, great on all the people who've been fired here too. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, that one of the guys. Uh, who made it into the Senate, who was standing right next to uh, uh, the shaman with his horns and all. Let's uh, let's not actually call him a shaman. That's disrespectful to actual shaman. I, 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 I understand. Shaman. I'm just trying to identify him for the folks. I think we all know the he's not a real shaman. The gentleman with the buffalo horns yeah, on his head. Exactly. Yes. Um, the appropriating was, white man. There was yes. a gentleman to his left, uh, a couple people over in one of these pictures, uh, who was wearing his work badge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy worked for a company in Maryland. By the way, was fired the next day. So not only are you not wearing masks to protect yourself from the pandemic that's ongoing, 
but you don't use this as the opportunity to wear a mask to hide your face. Point of order, point of order. Number one, <laughs> number one, uh, a lot of people are going to get fucking sick from that thing. I can see it already. Oh, yeah. There's there's already members of Congress who have tested positive since then who were uh, trapped with all the other congressmen yeah. inside of a confined to safe location without masks. Those so, people who refused to put on, like, no, no, yeah. I'm not putting on your mask. Yeah. And then they got other people sick. So good job. Right. So a lot of people in Congress are probably going to get sick. A lot of people who did this rally or, you know, stormed the Capitol are going to get sick because there was not a lot of mass amongst them. Uh, I was, I would have been more, if I was, if I was of the mind to storm the Capitol, mm-hmm. I think I would have taken it more like the zip tie guy. Yeah. Because he had his complete face covered. That's an excuse. You know, if he was a little bit smarter about not posting on Facebook pictures of him and his mom going like, hey, great insurrection today. Like we would have been <laughs> he would have probably still uh, wearing the clothes just with his face on face. Yeah, uncovered. just his face uncovered. Dumbass. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, it, it was. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Um, but by the way, uh, my, point one, was, we, we my have, thing was we, have, we all have the perfect opportunity if we were to to do something illegal, to be wearing masks at this point, which is something that, like, you know, if you if you told a bank robber in the 80s, like, hey, there's going to be a time where you're allowed to wear the mask All into time. the bank, and nobody's going to think a thing until you get up to the register and you say, this is a hold up. Like, you it hasn't happened, thankfully enough. You <laughs> wait in line, and you pass them a note, and you just don't react. Yeah. They don't react, you don't react, they put the money in the bag, and you walk out. Yeah. Nobody will know. But it, it, not even just to not wear a mask for the pandemic, but to cover your identity. But then, like the motherfucker sitting behind Pelosi's desk with his just face, like, like how long is it going to take for someone to say, "Hey, that's my neighbor, Bill"? Like, or in some <laughs> cases, the ex-wife to be like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> just so that, you know, you haven't been able to identify him yet. Let me let you know who he is. Here's his home address. Here's his phone number. Uh, here's where you can find him at work. Here's also how much child support he owes me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the the guy who wears his work badge, to, yeah. that is a whole uh, and. I was also, trying to think of a justification. Why would he wear his work badge? Well, he came from right, right from work. <laughs> is that really the what reason? Else, what other what other explanation do you need? You is came right from work. Really you were gonna throw overthrow the government. You you didn't have time to stop home and change. You is were that wearing, really the reason why you, you wore were it? wearing your Camp Auschwitz shirt to work? People didn't seem to mind. <laughs> I mean, depending on the workplace, I guess. Uh, I mean, good enough to wear a, a badge around his neck. So, like, I had imagined that like he worked at a company that had a thing in D.C. And in his mind, he was thinking, if I have to run, I can get into a building yeah, yeah, yeah. along the way. But if it's really just, I was getting. It was off like work. a marketing company or something like that. Oh so I don't think it was. I don't think it was like he had you know nuclear launch codes or anything like that. It's not like he was tied into D.C. somehow. People are so dumb. <laughs> Well, another one, just on top of the people are so dumb. Yeah. Why in the fuck are you guys recording yourself violating the law? I, but, but no, that's not a problem. No, I, If you're wearing masks, yeah. it happens all the time on the left. Now, yeah. we edit the videos first. We don't live stream for the most part. Yeah, and also, you'll see a lot of people who are hiding behind VPNs or mm-hmm. uh, doing things that will, that will scatter their location or keep you from being able to get read by a stingray or something like well, that. Uh, like, I, I, I should say, me who is breaking the law mm. doesn't record also. Yeah. You have press written across your, your helmet. Right. You record and I do br- bad thing and then we go back to our apartment and break down the footage later. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, the... Uh, Let's just say this wasn't, uh, while it was definitely uh, planned ahead of time, Yeah, not planned particularly well, because uh, uh, that was a shit show. That, yeah. was a, that was a shit show of criminality. 
when I and would I've say never, I, I've never, uh, everything about the Trump administration though has been this, the last four years has been that it's been like, Oh, I, uh, this is a shit show because you did absolutely nothing to get ready for. Well, this. it's not even that. It's just like, you know, like it, sometimes I would say to myself, like, this is the worst possible version of this. Like, you know, like this is a startling new low of criminality. And like every couple months we'd talk about some new Trump thing and we'd be like, how fucking stupid do these people have to be? And no, then how about on a phone the, call? Even with, the insurrection was as stupid as humanly possible. You think to yourself on a phone call with 12 people, he's openly saying just be fraudulent and find votes. It <laughs> find can't get votes. worse. Find 11,000 votes. And then the insurrection that comes when that doesn't work is actually dumber than the phone call with 12 people where you're telling him to commit fraud. So, yeah. um, you know, now I, I do uh, the events. Uh, I, I, we kind of skipped over a little bit. I think I do want to go over just kind of like what happened. So yeah. um, in the morning, there was a uh, scheduled rally. Right. And that rally was supposed to start, I think, at 10, and it kind of just got rolling a little bit. Um, at 1, the uh, vote began on the certification of the electoral results from all the states. Yeah. And at 1, Trump was supposed to speak to the rally. That was yeah. kind of the whole thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to do this. So uh, it also was supposed to align because Arizona uh, is the third state, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, that was going to be certified, and that was going to be the first one that was objected to. So essentially, Trump goes on stage just as Arizona is objected to. By the way, I, I realized watching the the certification of the votes uh, that I completely forget how many states there are, yeah. and where they line up, because it was like they were just like uh, New York. We're going to call the, the the tally for New York, and I'm just like, all right, Rachel, stay tuned. In three states, we're going to get Pennsylvania, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like New Jersey, New Hampshire, and I'm just like. Hmm, wait a minute. I might have missed <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. I might have miscalculated this. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of states. Nevada. I'm yeah. like, ah. Um, but you yeah, see, so the, uh, the, the, the kind of, let's split it along the way. The rally is uh, a shit show, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, Trump is saying uh, inflammatory things like, we're going to go to Congress. Yeah. And we're going to stop this count. We're going to stop this election right now. Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. gets up and says things like, well, you need Junior, to have courage. Jr. went first. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you need to have courage. You need to be brave right now. You need now. to fight. Yeah. yeah. Giuliani is saying... Um, trial by combat. Trial by combat. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right before Trump goes on. Then Trump gets up and does his thing about, like, let's go do it right now. Let's go do it. I'm going to be with you. Yeah. We are going to the Capitol before immediately leaving and going back to the bunker where he tweets from. <laughs> right. Now, while that's where happening... Where he used to tweet from. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that in the fallout part. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in Congress, they do uh, they do Alabama, Alaska, and then I'm pretty sure Arizona is after that. Again, yeah. now you have me questioning Arkansas. Uh, Air, R, no, I before K. Yeah. Yes. See. Yeah. There we go. So they get to Arizona. Somebody objects. They register the objection. Is there uh, the senator? I think is the one who objected. Are there any House members who object? No, it's a House member and then a senator House needs to Senate. sign up. Yeah, yeah. So you need that. You need to have one from each uh, body. Okay, and then they they split it up for two hours of discussion. Yeah, uh, up to two hours of discussion. Um, now, if I remember correctly, it was during the discussion time. That yes, d- but the not, actual raid happened. But they did come back into the joint session. No, no, they were still in their separate sessions when they kind of had to take. Yeah. Take a flight. Yeah. Uh, so they, they were still in. What happens after that is they go to separate session. They have up to two hours to discuss it. Then they take a vote. They come back to joint session and then move on to the next state. Um, they were going to appeal up to or not appeal. What, what uh, 
try to stop six states. They had six, a list of six. Yeah. Which means 12 hours were going to be spent on nonsense. Right. Um, except for while they were in the joint session, um, this group arrives at the White House or arrives at the Capitol. It's not a long walk. Uh, the president does it often on inauguration day, the opposite way from yeah. the Capitol to the White House. It's like three or four blocks, right? It's a little further than that. It's a, uh, I would say probably about. It's a, the long blocks, though. DC has DC short long block, blocks. long yeah. blocks. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I think don't think four blocks because it's it's not even city blocks. It's real yeah. long. Angu- it's the another another blocks. thing people will not know if they've never been to DC or a lot of East Coast cities is short blocks and long blocks. Yeah. Like if you're going across, <laughs> if you're going across like east to west. The blocks might be very short mm-hmm. and you might tell somebody like, oh, go 20 blocks, but it only takes five minutes to get there. Right. Whereas you might tell, tell someone like, oh, go five blocks south here. And it's like a 30 minute trip. It's because it's equal to <laughs> the 20 that you yeah. go across. And Pennsylvania mm-hmm. Avenue is the angular street because D.C. is not a grid. It's angles and north and south. Yeah. It's it like actually, flows in. Yeah. It's actually the longest of those blocks. So it, it may be three or four, but it's. Yeah. Really a long walk. Right, right. right. Uh, so, but they get there uh, and then they start a rally there at the mall uh, right in front of the Capitol. There are blockades set up, which immediately there's an exchange across the, the, the barricades. And at some point, about halfway through that discussion time is when the first uh, shaking of the barricades and the removal of the barricades mm-hmm. and the crowd begins to move from the grassy part of the mall into yeah. the... Uh, mall comp or the uh, capital complex, the stairs, the external area. Um, a window is broken at some point towards the end of the discussion session. The people enter the building itself into the rotunda. Yeah. Uh, the hall of sculptures. Um, and then just walking people, seeing people walk casually walk through too was like as soon as they breached. Like, you know? Okay. Hi. Yeah. Like it's uh, here. We're on like a tour. it's here. Like yeah. we're on a tour. Um, but so when that happened, uh, and apparently at the same time, people were going into the house office building yeah. as well. And uh, maybe people don't know this, but there are actually tunnels that connect all of those buildings underground. Yeah. So when the first house building was uh, penetrated, they basically shut down the tunnel that connected that to the rest of the complex. And then when that, the Senate building was... Um, when the Capitol itself was uh, fully penetrated, occupied, yeah. then they shut down all of them because they didn't want people to get in and then be able to go everywhere else. Yeah. So uh, people were basically given the shelter in place order. Here's- I would, I would like to uh, just real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, one person who definitely did their job was uh, Eugene Goodman, who was a cop uh, for the Capitol police who you see he's a, a black cop and he's all by himself and in a doorway the group starts yeah. coming towards him. And he starts backing up the stairs and the group is coming towards him again. He goes around the corner. He goes to the very top of the flight of stairs and he looks quickly to his left as they're going around. This is the direction where the capital, where the the floor is, the capital. And if they go there, then there are congressmen right now who are sitting ducks waiting for this group of insurrectionists. Yeah. He makes a move back in the other direction like he's trying to protect the opposite way and they, and they follow him yeah. that way yeah his decision to do that in that moment saved lives yeah. i'm I, i'm because th- there are too many people you know let alone the zip ties and the news for mike pence there were plenty of people who were talking about kidnapping and killing members of the congress and the senate Four, so, four firearms were found in the building afterward. Homemade napalm, yep. pipe bombs. At the, the, there was talk of the pipe bombs that were left at the 
DNC and RNC were used as distractive tactics to keep yeah poli- full police force away from the Capitol. Uh, a cooler th- full of Molotov cocktails. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was all. It, and you talk about the stark images of the day. The one that really got me is there's a desk that they keep inside the the room that is the House of Representatives. Yeah, it's not really near the door. Yeah, but I saw a picture of them. They had dragged it across to barricade the double doors at the back of the House of Representatives. Someone had busted the windows out anyway, and now there were policemen with their guns drawn basically out the holes that had been busted in, holding the desk. There was also one picture of a guy with his face just in in the the opening of the hole. And I I think, you know, (laughs) this this has been said many times over the past last week, but uh, if it was a Black Lives Matter protest, this would have had a, a completely different outcome. Oh. And there is no way that anyone other than this crowd would have been able to stick their head through the open hole like that and not be shot immediately. Yeah, let me tell you what didn't happen to that gentleman. He didn't get shot in the face. No. Had it been leftist Antifa, there would have absolutely been a gunshot. That <laughs> I mean, I don't know for him. sure one way or the other, but given the fact that only 13 people or so were arrested at the time. He probably walked out of there and yep. went to <laughs> went to an Applebee's without any concern. Uh, although maybe he didn't make his flight later on. Yeah, but, uh, we'll get true. to that, I guess. But uh, so uh, basically this moment of tension uh, at the door, they got all the congressmen out, they got them sheltered in offices, and then essentially retreated out of the floor. One one other quick thing about yeah. that, but as they were as they were being escorted out, uh, a lot of them were being told to put on gas masks because mm-hmm. uh, of the tear gas that had been lit off in the rotunda. They were also being told to remove any identifying markers of themselves that they were congressmen, like little pins that say I'm a congressman. Yeah. It lets because, them walk past security so they don't have to go to security. Right. But this also would identify them as members yeah. of Congress in case they walked past a group of people. Uh, the fact that we were, what I didn't realize when I was watching it live, cause it seemed like, you know, everyone got out before it happened. Yeah. But I think when it w- played out on live TV, it seemed like there was a lot more time to get them out than there actually was when you when you look at how the event played out in yeah. real time. Uh, there was not many, you know, the barricades to keep people in were outside of the mall, <laughs> outside of the house. Yeah. And uh, once people got inside, there wasn't anything keeping them from getting directly to the halls of. Well, and that's that's the way the building's made. Yeah. It's keep them out. But once you're in, you should be able to walk around for right. the most part as much as you want. Um, yeah. And uh, they did. They did. So they once they sheltered in place with all the representatives, they walked. Uh, p- the people who forced their way inside were not only in the House of Representatives, not the gal- just the gallery, but on the floor, in the well, in and the in offices. the Senate. Oh, sorry, wait, wait, wait. in the offices too. Oh, like, then yeah. yeah, then they moved their way into the cloakrooms and into the offices, and that's when you get the picture of the guy uh, with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah, which listen, bro, I get it. <laughs> I want to do that too. Um, <laughs> I mean, you only know. though if she's not going to come back to that desk. And apparently, somebody peed in one of her desk drawers, which you know. Also, I, I would love to do that, but I mean. Th- let, let me let me say this. There's there's a part of me that would love to just sort of have free run of the Capitol for a while. I think that I think there would be something very fascinating about that. 
don't necessarily want to commit a crime doing it, oh, but yeah, I mean, sure. you know, like uh, in, in the inevitable breakdown. There, there's something that I, you know, somebody who just walked in and didn't do anything and probably won't get charged with anything. I imagine had a had a fun time going <laughs> through the the Capitol. Well, uh, and that was the other thing, too. but they absolutely should not be. People went. It was happening so long that people went in, did a little tour, and yeah. left. And then other people were like, "Oh, they're not even getting arrested." And <laughs> they can walk in, in and come out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but more than I guess, and eventually they, uh, the uh, Capitol Police moved in. Eventually, they found the key to the riot uh, gear door yeah. and uh, got their riot gear out, and then basically took back the building. Wing by wing, and then the rotunda, forcing everybody into the rotunda and then out the door, and um, took the building back after six or seven hours. I mean, they effectively everyone left. The insurrection left. Yeah, it wasn't. It, you know, like the, the national guard didn't show up until after everyone was basically out of there. Yep. Uh, one thing I will say: this is not a uh, a excuse of the police. But this is a very unusual situation with the Capitol. Yeah. Because uh, so with the Capitol, you have the Capitol Police. Yes. Uh, but the Capitol Police is underneath the Senate Sergeant of Arms and the House Sergeant of Arms. Yes. So that's three separate groups, police groups, effectively managing one building. And the second you walk off the steps of the yeah. Capitol and onto the grounds of the park, Park Police is now in charge of of that area yes and then as soon as you go beyond the park and into the rest of the dc metro dc police is who's in charge yes and metro police doesn't have any kind of uh, jur- uh jurisdiction over the park or the capitol mm-hmm. only the capitol police have it over the capitol and the park and the park uh, it's uh i'm just gonna say this is the day that dc obviously made clear that it needs to be its own state because there is no, there is no uh, part of the reason. I mean, I guess people just assumed that if somebody tried to take the capital, they wouldn't be able to do it. like that. There wouldn't be enough people, or it wouldn't it wouldn't take no, or whatever. Like, it there's never literally came a thought. If somebody's going to take the capital, we're at war, and yeah. then it's uh, martial law. So the military has police power. Yeah, That's it. like it, it, it's it's uh. I, I'm not saying that a lot of police officers should not be charged with what happened there because there was clearly uh, some foul play involved. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that uh, for the for the uh, rank and file who are there just doing their job, thinking that it's going to be a regular Wednesday. Well, I mean, they, everyone knew it wasn't going to be a regular Wednesday, but I'm saying like I people mean- who showed up thinking that they were going to do their normal job as they always have. Uh, when you're not in charge of every step of the process between where they started marching and where they ended up, it's very hard for you to organize your troops in a way that allow you to effectively defend yourself either. Well, listen, if you are, are part of the U.S. Capitol Police, you ask yourself in the morning, what's the deal? Oh, they're putting barricades up on the mall? All right, Park yeah. Park has it. So yeah. I don't have to worry about it today. Now, uh, listen, become, protests are part of being a Capitol Police officer and a Park Police officer and a Metro D.C. police officer. So they're all, that's part of the job. And there, there's no city in the world that deals with high-end police functions like, or, you know, like, if, if something needs to be secured. Yeah. State of the Union. All of government is there. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody but one. The there, yeah. survivor. There is, there, is, there is hardly a more secure building anywhere in the country on the State of the Union night. Yeah. 
Uh, or, or most days. But yeah. the problem is, once you're inside, you're inside. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened. Um, and I do, there, there's a lot of funny stuff that happened from this event. Uh, I, I want to go over the serious stuff first. First of all, uh, Officer, uh, I believe his name is Sicknick, right? Officer I think Sicknick, so. Um, unfortunately, was injured in physical altercations with the groups of protesters. There's a video. Rioters. What's that? Rioters. The rioters, yes. Uh, there was a video of someone kicking a uh, extinguisher, um, which apparently may have been them kicking it over to someone because the officer was beaten at one point with an extinguisher yeah. as he tried to flee. Uh, he got back to the the Capitol Police office, offices, was taken to the hospital. He unfortunately died. Um, and he is, I think... The fourth? The fourth. Yeah. Which tells you... I mean, one of them died in a sh- confronting a gunman on the Capitol grounds. But by the way, 40 feet from the front door. Yeah. Uh, there was a bombing that hit one of the, the guard booths around it yeah. and killed one. All of this always happens outside, and he died. He died from injuries sustained on the stairs to the Senate. Yeah, not really something you thought you would ever say. Um, and the uh, other na- the other uh, death I want to mention didn't happen the day of, but I believe over the weekend uh, it was announced that another officer uh, had committed suicide, mm-hmm. and he basically pointed out the things that he saw and the events of the day as the reason for his suicide. Um, and those two are what I will call the tragic losses of the day. Yeah. Now let's get into the funnier losses of the day. Yeah. And oh, real quick, just Go before ahead. we yeah, move yeah. on, uh, because some people come into our, I, I feel like some people come in into our episodes from time to time when big events happen and they don't necessarily hear things that we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, we we both have uh, very strong opinions of the police. Oh yeah, no, I, uh, I fucking hate the fucking police. But <laughs> but we also uh, we also agree that there shouldn't be no police, and certainly in a situation like this, there should be police. I mean, like sure. I mean, we you know guarding guarding important government buildings is part of just the base of of what we expect here. And I'm not I, trying to you know like if you put I, on I, riot I don't want you, gear, I don't want you to think that anything I've said negative about the police means that I think that something, you know, that there's something wrong with any of these people who fought for the Capitol Police that day because they did not, you know, they're not they're not out there doing doing the same things that the LAPD is doing that we're angry about. Yes. They're, uh, you, they're you, protecting the Capitol. If if you, protecting L.A. was the job of the LAPD. Wait, I, that is the job of the LAPD. Well, I mean, protecting L.A. from, like, invading forces oh, okay. or something like that. <laughs> that we, well, no, I mean, could. if... if uh, you strap on riot gear and shoot at me with tear gas. Mm. We are now in a battle, and yeah. uh, I don't really care what happens to you because you're an enemy combatant to me. Yeah. Um. But generally, your day to day officers, I, I think I've said this. But, uh, yes, patrol officers. Patrol who go- officers. <laughs> I'm of the belief. I, I'm of, I suppose, the understanding that yes, I, I think that there are good cops out there. My problem is that those good cops. Or in a broken institution. Yeah, too often they don't point out the bad cops, or when they do, they get fired because for pointing them out. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, it is tragic what happened to both of these officers, whether it was at their own hand or someone else's, um, and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, And if circumstances were such that, uh, you know, the, the, the words of my book came true, 
that's different because now again, you're in riot gear and you're firing tear gas at me and that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Uh, but you're crazy right wing nonsense about an election that 80 million people legally voted in is not the grounds for, well, I mean more than that, just voted for Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Well, I voted uh, for 150 who... million people voted in the election yeah. and a majority of them voted for Biden. So, but, uh, I do want to talk about the funny, the funny death, yeah. because here's the thing. Um, there's tragic death and then there's death that we can laugh at. And I don't care who you are. If you try to steal a painting that is bolted into a wall and mm-hmm. then accidentally tase yourself in the balls and give yourself a heart attack. That's funny. That yeah. that is just fucking funny. If you try to parkour your way up a wall. And then you fall off and land on a yeah. barricade that has been put against the wall as a ladder. And you die? Yeah. That's fucking funny. I don't care who you are. I mean, if Jim Ross is narrating the whole thing, like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Uh, and He's slightly, broken in half. Slightly less funny because, I again, I play Cold War pretty often. And yeah. flashbangs are frustrating as fuck. But if I walk into a room just seconds after the police have left the room and at three doors, three guys throw in a flashbang yeah. and then I have a stroke because the flashes give me a stroke. It's still funny as fuck. I don't yeah. give a fuck. So, uh, fuck all of you guys. Uh, people uh, who died for nonsense. Um, I mean, I'm still, nice. I'm still willing to hold. Uh, I'm willing to use their deaths as a means to prosecute other people. Oh sure, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, but you know, like I, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have a, a national moment of mourning for any no. <laughs> for ball taser and man. They, trying was... to steal. By the way, trying to steal a portrait of Tip O'Neill. Yeah, but, yeah. that's gonna be in your obituary. Yeah. Yeah. Tip O'Neill is is probably one of the fam- most famous members of the Senate, mm-hmm. and I bet you if we walked and asked a hundred random people who Tip O'Neill was, not a single one would know. No idea. Maybe a couple of people would say he was a senator or something. I think like, he was in I government. Think, I remember seeing him on. TV. I think that's about as far as we get. Yeah. Uh, so remembrance of Tip O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> He's more famous now because this guy tried <laughs> because to this guy his painting. himself. Good lord. But uh, the only something funny though, just as a side, this guy dies obviously on January sixth, and Tip O'Neill died on January fifth. So Ooh. there's kind of a Jefferson lives kind of thing about ah, this whole thing. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, I, there, there was one more, one other death. Uh, the a woman who was trampled and semi tragic, but also uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. Um, you're in a crowd full of people who are clearly out of their mind, and then uh, tear gas canister gets thrown. And he got trampled. I would make the same argument, although much nicer, about uh, people on the left. If you're going to be afraid when somebody throws tear gas and just stampede, don't be there. Yeah. Because, by the way, in Portland, I'm like listening to this podcast about what happened in Portland. Yeah. And they're like, one of the things is the first night when there were 15 of us, people ran. The 25th night when there were 4,000 of us, nobody ran. Yeah. You just once you get to a certain uh, group size, you just got to know this is what's going to happen. Right. You're going to be fine. But you as you said, they came unprepared with no plan. And then uh, we got trampled. Yeah. Sorry about it. And um, an awful criminal conspiracy. Yes. Uh, uh, so after the events of the day, uh, not only the deaths were there, what happened afterwards, but there's been a lot of uh, of fallout. Well, I'm sorry, just one more. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Just because one of the most notable deaths, though, was uh, Ashley Babbitt. Yes. Who was the one who was shot, uh, and she was uh, from San Diego. Uh, she was a former Marine or something like that. 
uh, and very clearly from her social media history has been on QAnon for quite some time. Yeah. Um, this is the part that, uh, this is one of the things that, that makes me, makes me wonder why anyone would want to join this club. <laughs> uh, if I, if I felt so strongly about something that I was going to storm the Capitol with people, mm-hmm. uh, how disappointed would you be if this was on the other side, if this is some sort of left insurrection sure. and you were a part yeah, of yeah, it yeah. and you died, you know, an officer shot you in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. How angry would you be, you know, watching it from the afterlife when they're going like, oh, he wasn't a real progressive. He was just some you know some uh clans member who came in to to take over the you know it's all part of sort or it's all part of uh sheldon alderson's big plan to take over the progressive left how 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 furious would you be up on your cloud well let me just say uh afterlife aside which yeah you know um, i mean there's a part of the of of this story where you have to be aware of what's happening after your death to I don't storm the Capitol without my own firearm. That's one thing. You come yeah. prepared. Come prepared for the battle that you want to have. Right. Uh, two, and I'm going to, re- this is not as far as I can tell confirmed, but I read a story about it. I'm going to say it because I found it funny uh, that she may have yelled, you're not going to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> In a very Karen style, apparently right before he, she got shot, which just for me is. Not something I would yell at a guy with a gun pointed at me. I <laughs> yeah. don't yell, you're not going to fucking shoot me. The, uh, fact, the fact that she was the only one who <laughs> fell at the hands of a gun that day are uh, uh, unbelievable to me. But the, the fact that, that, you know. It, I saw people moving together. If it was, if it was a, like, if it was the Taliban, like if, if, a, if a terrorist from the Taliban just like decided to splinter off and do his own thing. Like I'm a, I'm a blow up Madison Square Garden tonight. I got a plan. I'm gonna do it all by myself. And then after you did it, and after you had some level of success, like something happened. Sure, like, something yeah. happened. So like, uh, you had some sort of level of success, and then all of a sudden on Al Jazeera, they're just like, that guy wasn't us. That was a, that was an American trying to <laughs> trying yes. to false flag operation. This whole thing. Don't you dare lay that on Al-Qaeda. That wasn't us. So so getting back to that part, because one, again, I'd bring a gun. I'd be prepared. I wouldn't probably run at the cop, which is probably what she did. I wouldn't scream. You're not going to shoot me. She tried to jump through a broken through window to get into the halls of Congress. Yeah. um, So nonetheless, I I wouldn't do any of those things without being prepared for them first. But in the event that it all happened, I would then be the most pissed off. Dying is one thing. It sucks. What are you going to do? Uh, I would be more pissed off like you mo- you motherfuckers. I- if you if you led a life and you were trying to stand for something and at the end of it all it was just like the complete opposite was pasted upon you. Well, and here's the thing is much like Martin her, Luther King died today trying to get slavery back. Much like <laughs> her, you could go back and find stuff on social media or if you talk to my family, yeah. that would make it seem that I believed things that were exactly the opposite of what I believe. And like we well, yeah, you know, he, when he was in high school, he was very conservative. Uh he would have voted for George Bush. We, he was very vocal about voting compassionate conservatism was mm. what he was about. So I could be painted that way and I'd be like, "No. You are not going to do that about me." Here's the difference though. It's hard for me to put myself in that position because I am sane. And everyone in QAnon that I can see is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and in fact, maybe she's looking down being like, this is okay. 
I would rather be painted as that because this now that I have the the universe it giving me, me knowledge, <laughs> I can see how nuts this whole QAnon bullshit was. Yeah. So hopefully that's what she's saying. <laughs> or Turns she, out there's no children at the pizza parlor. <laughs> or she shows up at the pearly gates and all of a sudden she's just like. So Trump really won this whole thing. And like Peter's just like, but what the f- what are you talking about? No, <laughs> he clearly he lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put you on because I have to fix the mic. That yeah, that's lost. fine. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will talk about that. I will talk about the uh, uh, police or the lack thereof on the whole thing. Um, one thing that uh, particularly grinds my gears about this whole thing is that. Uh, there were many people who knew that shit was going to go down in the OK Corral and were trying to prepare for it. Uh, the Marion Bowser, or Muriel Bowser, I'm sorry, the uh, mayor of D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, had asked for the National Guard uh, again because she's the mayor of a city and not the governor of a state. She can only request that the executive branch allow her to have the National Guard, for which they said no. Yes. Uh in addition, Larry Hogan and the state of Maryland said he would like to activate the guard in preparation for things that were going to happen on Wednesday. He was also rebuffed. The mm-hmm. governor of Virginia, I believe, also did the same. Rebuffed as well. Now, during can- the storming of the Capitol, there were calls made by people in Capitol Police asking mm-hmm. for assistance and specifically the National Guard. Uh, it was rebuffed six times from what I heard from uh the uh, now resigning chief of the Capitol Police. Uh, I wanted to clarify, though, because the governor of Maryland could have activated the National Guard for an emergency in his own state without request. He doesn't have to ask. But essentially to say, we would like to lend assistance to a neighboring jurisdiction. Right. Then you do need, because the the entire, uh, the Posse Comitatus Act, they're like, we don't want governors just activating National Guard willy-nilly. So if you're not going to use them in your state, you need to ask for permission. Yeah. So, but yes, rebuffed on his yeah. request to help a neighboring jurisdiction right. with it, despite the fact. So, I mean, be, the, the fact that because it happened in D.C. specifically and D.C. is not a state allowed for a lot of things to happen that that would not have happened if this happened in Baltimore, for instance, yes. or any other state in the union. Oh, by the uh, way, Larry Hogan would have knocked that shit right out. Oh, man. Hogan is dying for a day to do some do some fucking the uh, oh man, he's Maryland got a, State Police in riot gear. You know, you got the, <laughs> you got the, uh, we we uh, we talked about how these people, uh, how these pussy rioters don't have a good fucking plan coming in. Hogan's got a fucking plan. Oh, he, he wrote does. up a plan one night. He was just, he had a night alone. He's like, I'm gonna write up a plan to kill some fucking oh, <laughs> rioters. Well, so it's like in a, version three. Just in a just in a drawer somewhere. Like it's in version three because he wrote version one. one he gave it to the lawyer, and the lawyer was like, okay. Kill has to be not <laughs> You cannot use that word. And he was like, all right, all right, I'll edit. <laughs> Steve gets the, he gets the thing. The lawyer's like, Hogan's like looking over at him like. What? Yeah, right, good. <laughs> what do good? you think? And it's just like, so it's good, but I got some notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the National Guard did not show up until after over. this whole fucking yeah, thing ended. And uh, there's a lot of uh, things that investigations will have to open up as far as the TikTok of when things actually happened. But uh, apparently, the National Guard didn't actually start to come out until Pence called them. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna squabble because we got the guard there eventually. But uh, technically, not Pence's job. 
And that's supposed to be Pence's job. Uh, and technically, Pence not allowed to do so. Yeah, not allowed to do so. Um, but uh, I certainly have questions about why DOD thought that uh, there wasn't going to be any need for even troops on standby for this ty- type of situation. And if I find out that some order was given to deny troops if the situation gets out of hand, then we got a whole nother thing that we got to deal with. Well, but. so I, I don't think that that's there. I think that they got an order from, they were awaiting an order from the commander in chief. They did not receive one. Yeah. So they are not allowed to do anything. Right. Now, I also think that that order following from Pence is a little mini 25th amendment where they're like, clearly we need to do something. Yeah. Have we heard from anybody? Well, Mike Pence called. Good enough. Yeah. Let's activate the executive. Him and get him going. Uh, uh, representative of the executive. That's yep. good enough for me. I'm sure did, he heard it from Trump. Did he mention something about Trump? Yeah, he was like, God damn it, Trump. Yeah. We need the National Guard. Why is he trying to fucking kill me? That's an order. <laughs> Let's get him. Let's get him out there. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's going to be, listen, uh, the Democratic Congress and the soon to be Democratic Senate is not going to let this go. You thought Benghazi was bad mm, with the Republicans? Yes. This is. Our capital. This is not our embassy in another country. This is the capital building where they work. Yeah, I, I, uh, I brought this point up to you before, uh, and I'd like to restate here. Uh, sure, the capital in some ways is the people's house. We all have have rights to this place, mm-hmm. but we don't have rights like it's a timeshare that we all get a weekend in or something like that. This is a shared, like. Mount Rushmore is not owned by anybody. It's owned by America. It's right. like, you know, we all have a part in it. We all pay taxes that help preserve it. It's mm-hmm. it, it's something that we can all enjoy equally. But it doesn't belong to one person at will at any point in time. It's not somebody's weekend with the with Mount Rushmore. It's not somebody's weekend with the Capitol. This is a this is the this is not this is the people's house, but certainly do not uh mistake it for your house. That is the that is the thing I was gonna Yes, uh, I, I will. I will agree with that. Yeah. Um, so basically what we have now is the all out from the fallout. So yes. uh, there have been 20 arrests thus far, including uh, Buffalo Man, mm-hmm. who uh, another funny <laughs> aspect of this story apparently has not eaten since last Friday because the detention center where he's being held will not feed him all organic food. Yeah. So uh, he's just going on a hunger strike. Um what do you think, Corey? Will his will break uh, or will his belief break? Oh, his will break. Oh, yeah, know. for sure. <laughs> Just looking at that guy, I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, you're you're going to make it to like Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> I, li- I just like to think of the guy like, you know, uh, uh, some people get arrested and what they got arrested for is kind of, you know, it's against the law, but it's kind of a bullshit thing. And, yeah. You know, you say to the officer like, hey, listen, you know. This is kind of bullshit. I'm going to get out of here. Can I get a Coke or something? Yeah. Then the, the cop might be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I'll get you a Coke from the machine. Uh, when you do something that is really bad, you don't get the same kind of favor. No. <laughs> same kind of no. favors usually. And here's the thing. Uh, uh, I don't think any cop's going to get him an organic meal from Whole Foods in <laughs> any event. Uh, a favor you get from a cop, and I can say from experience, is a Coke and a bologna sandwich. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> egg salad from Whole Foods. Yeah. It's organic. <laughs> I only eat local. How far did this egg salad travel? Uh, traveled about two feet as he takes it and throws <laughs> it in the garbage can next to him. 
Uh, but yeah, not only him, uh, the gentleman who had his feet on the desk of Nancy Pelosi is yep. under arrest. Uh, and there is an ongoing investigation, and apparently there are also warrants out now for people, although the arrests have not taken place, uh, as well as continuing of identifying people. I joked at the beginning, but there is, in fact, one person who is now being sought because his ex-wife called in and said, oh, yeah, I know him. Here's yeah. who he is. Here's where he lives. And apparently he hasn't been home since uh, last Wednesday because he knows that people are going to. He also knows his wife probably gave him up. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going home. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just letting anybody I know uh, know this, that if I find a picture of you inside of the, uh, the crowd of people, I will call the FBI because fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not. Uh, well, listen, I'm, we already knew this about you, Corey. We've had this conversation on the podcast before. If you need to hide a body, you call me because I take that shit to my grave. <laughs> if you want to get the cops caught on, you call Corey. If his dad <laughs> needed to hide a body, he would not help him hide a body. <laughs> I just I, I feel like I'd get caught if it was my my, my dad would be more likely to have like a a a plot like the like these people and I, I would I would be so worried about getting caught up in the the so riff rap of the Mr. Baker just listen uh, if you ever need to dump a body <laughs> wait. all of a sudden all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden I get a call from the cops it's just like uh, yeah so uh, uh, we have arrested your father as you know uh, we have. All this evidence against him. And we also have a 30-second phone call with it, with you right at the time of the murder. So, uh, yeah, we'd like to bring you in and have some questions. I'm just like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to download Signal for a reason. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, more arrests coming, though. Yeah. Um, and, the again, funny moments. Uh, anyone who's been identified, even if they weren't criminally charged. Yeah. Uh, against Corey's wishes thus far, uh, they've been placed on the no-fly list. Yeah. So a bunch of people found that they couldn't fly home from D.C. Yeah. after the rally. Oh, and the videos are the best. Okay. Uh, there is one in particular where the gentleman is on the ground and the police are trying to handcuff him, and he's yelling, you're treating me like a fucking black person, which I thought was uh, just like, if you needed to know the, the combination of racism <laughs> and entitlements that was going on, uh, that was a perfect encapsulation of how how this gentleman felt like he should have been treated differently, even though his crime was to way the, worse than to the, whatever one he imagines the the imaginary black person who gets arrested is. To the entitled, equality seems like oppression, <laughs> and that's if there is a statement that is applicable to everyone who was at that rally. Yeah. To the entitled, equality seems like oppression. Uh, that gentleman and all of them, uh, just like. Wait, wait, why are you being so rough? Yeah. Yep. But we marched this summer because an officer knelt on George Floyd's neck for eight and a half minutes. Yeah. You were being roughly handled as they put cuffs on you <laughs> and then put you in the back of a cop car. Also, I don't know if people know this. I, sometimes I, I, I feel like I need to give this free legal advice for people who are being arrested. But uh, if you... If you're being arrested, you're being arrested. Oh, it's too late. It's yeah, there's no late, there's no talking yourself out of now, this. Wait, wait. As soon as they pull off the cuffs and say you're under arrest, run. And then well, once they catch you, once you're down, yeah. you're not getting out of that. But cuff. I'm saying like cuffs are on. Oh, now yeah. you're done. You might as well just walk peacefully with them to the car because anything you do from this point on is just going to add on to whatever you've done. So with a caveat, 
if you are prepared, uh, you can sew a handcuff key into the um, loop, your belt loop in the back, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to pop that thing out, uncuff the key, of oh, the a, handcuffs. What I meant was, if the uh, there was a video I saw of like somebody getting dragged away after the at the baggage claim of an airport or something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. and she's like, you know, like trying with, to like dislocate her, her shoulders and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, girl, you are just ask, just take it, just yeah. walk away. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, it's too late at this point if you're in the cuffs. Based on your own rules, I just wanted to involve you in, in yet another crime uh, <laughs> for which you can be arrested. Yes, thank you. I mm-hmm. appreciate yes, yeah. all the all the, the potential escape. legal the, yeah. the escape. Uh, all these escapes that might happen now for people <laughs> listening to this. Um, but uh, for everyone who was, let's call them leaders, because they're leaders of this insurrection, despite the fact that they weren't there. Yeah. In fact, some of them might have been sheltering in place. Um, there are also going to be fallout for them. Uh, for the one who said, "Hey, let's go to the white to the Capitol," yeah. and then went back to his bunker. Um, there were immediately calls for the Twenty Fifth Amendment to yeah. be uh, implemented. An uh, impeachment. Well, uh, to the Twenty Fifth, Mike Pence, uh, with all his bravery of standing by the election, he's not gonna he's not gonna invoke the Twenty Fifth. Yeah. Uh, and any uh, my first indication that he wasn't gonna invoke the Twenty Fifth is that cabinet members started resigning. Yeah, because I imagine there was immediately a conversation about like ones who potentially could uh, uh, vote Trump out were leaving. Yes. Suddenly. My guess is there was a talk and Pence said, no, I'm absolutely not going to do that. And they're like, all right, well, I'm not going to be part of this anymore. And they left. Yeah. Uh, They would have stayed if he'd said Monday, Monday, we're going to have a discussion. But wait, Chad, I need you for another week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then I think they would have stayed. Um, But. As far as uh, all of that, uh, the guess is that 25th Amendment's not going to be implemented. So, today... I mean, the the people who are leaving now are, are just as cowardly because, you know, like, yes, everyone was going to leave when it became unsustainable. The, yeah. the, the thing is, you have to see ahead that it will become unsustainable and leave before that point. Yeah, but uh, we're going to... Like, like Mick Mulvaney was uh, chief of staff for a little while. Yeah. And then he left. And he was just like, I can't do this anymore. And he could have been out and still be part of polite conversation and society and stuff like that. But he decided to still be a part of the administration as a ambassador. Yeah. Until yeah. last week. And now I don't give a fuck what Nick Mulvaney has to say. About it. I, I'd like to just refer to these people as Mitches. Uh, there are <laughs> Mitches, people who are complicit because although yes, you came around to the right perspective you're still stuck in yeah. way too long. And you you waited until the last possible minute before you pulled the ripcord. Yeah, yeah. You don't get, you don't get credit for being doing the right thing now. Um, but, uh, Trump now is facing as of this afternoon, uh, new articles of impeachment were filed, uh, with 214 co-sponsors in the uh, house of, Repro- of representatives, which by my count is 30 short of the votes that they actually need to pass. Yeah. The articles of impeachment. Yeah. So, uh, looking pretty good yeah. uh, as far as that's concerned. They, I mean, they already have a majority, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, impeachment's simple majority. Um, and the House Democrats will all be voting for impeachment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not. Uh, I can't. I can't foresee anybody not being a part of that. I, I think it, they're also going to get some Republicans too, because yeah. uh, again, the Mitches in the crowd will say, "Like, listen, I know I've been supportive, but somebody put a gun." Through a door where I work. Yeah. I'm not going to stand for this. Like, oh, well, I'm glad now that you're personally affected. I mean, I imagine the 120 members of the House who voted against the certification of the vote will not be voting to impeach the president. But right. that'll just make it easier to 
determine which ones need to uh, take a long walk off a short pier. Yeah, see, I, I mentioned in the opening that Corey uh, has gotten a little more extreme. You, you, I know you guys were thinking we're going to hear about lists and gulags at some point. <laughs> Not going to be for me today. Uh, Corey's got some thoughts about gulags. But uh, before that, so the impeachment um, will likely be voted on by Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's going straight to a floor vote um, because Nancy Pelosi apparently has bigger balls than Mitch. Just going to throw it on the table and just see how everything shakes out. Uh, it will then be sent to the Senate where it will not die immediately, but it will be shoved in a drawer um, and nothing will be done. Well, I mean, as it is right now, the Senate stands in recess. Uh, yes. They are due to come back on the 19th. Yes. Uh, usually when the Senate is in recess, something really big can bring them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine impeachment would be one of them, but I also imagine that Mitch doesn't want to be around uh, until the 19th. So, well, I mean, he's going to be the majority leader until the 19th, and he'd like to stay... Relevant. Relevant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and as soon as soon as he comes back, then he has to actually do work, uh, difficult work of not having an impeachment go through if that's what he wants to happen. Right. So uh, here's the thing. Um, if Mitch finds some advantage in having Trump impeached, they will be back on Friday to talk about the vote that's going to happen on Monday. Yeah. Um, if there's no advantage to Mitch to have Trump be impeached, then they won't be back till the 19th. And then when Chuck Schumer arguably, I guess, becomes the majority leader. Yeah, I mean, he's already been voted as minority leader, right? So he would just automatically become majority leader with the... Or do I they have to have a new vote? No, I think that they deferred because they have new members coming in still. Okay. So, the House was locked up, but the yes. the Senate was still in, in question. Yeah, because uh, Mark Kelly wasn't in until uh, after... A couple of days ago? Yes, yeah. and now they have Ossoff and Warnock coming in too. So I think it's like... You're minority leader because you were, but we'll do a new vote after the yeah. new guys get here. Uh, but likely he'll be the minority leader or the majority leader. Um, he'll take it out of whatever drawer or off whatever pile and be like, first order of business. <laughs> I mean, impeachment. I, I hate uh, I hate Chuck Schumer, but um, I will say this, I guess, in his defense is that uh, if there's anybody who knows the rules of the Senate, it's uh, Chuck Schumer That's on true. the Democratic side. Yep. I think if you were to make the same argument. On the Republican side, you would say Mitch McConnell. Yes. Nobody knows the rules of the Senate better than Mitch McConnell. Hey, we hate Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> One of the reasons we hate him is because he does things like running out the back of the end zone. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, well, there's a rule. Isn't it's, that uh, against two, the rules? <laughs> 214D subpart one. And if we do that, it's bonus six points for us. It's a really old rule. And somebody's looking up like, motherfucker. <laughs> it's been in there the whole time. Uh, and Why have we never read this book? I was going to say, uh, I... Uh, I enjoy the quote that I believe is Bill Belichick, where it's uh, it's not about winning or losing. It's about how many uh, pages they add to the rule book. Yeah. If not him, it's something he said that he was quoting someone else. Uh, Maybe. But uh, yeah, uh, Mitch McConnell is Bill Belichick. We hate him, but you hate him because he knows all the rules and knows how to manipulate the thing to his advantage. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chuck Schumer is kind of the same thing. I also hate him. He also yeah. knows how to do the rules. We'll see how all of that uh, shakes out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, independently of that, in the Senate, they're talking about censure, uh, which uh, as an alternative to impeachment, I I would rather impeach him. And I I, let me make the let me make this claim to uh, the Senate Republicans who are less inclined to do so. Um, Just because I I guess most specifically, I'm speaking to people like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz right now. these people that you were trying to court with your voter 
uh, voter fraud and I'm going to fight for the fight for Trump and stop the steal and everything like that. Uh, you think that by standing up for Trump, you're going to get all his voters. Uh, the sad fact is that if in 2024 you do not if you ha- do not impeach him in 2024, he's going to run again, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that he's free, and not, not in jail or dead or anything like that. If he's capable of running for president, he will run. Barred, if it's, from, barred from running for other federal crimes he's convicted of. Yeah, if, it, if it's not him, then it'll be, you know, Don Jr. or Ivanka who will try and get that. Whichever one is free and capable of running for president will we'll take that mantle. Um, the people who voted for, for Donald Trump might vote for Ted Cruz, but it's not like all of a sudden they're part of Ted Cruz's death cults now yeah. as opposed to Donald Trump's. So your best case... Uh, scenario for potentially maybe becoming president one day is you took a firm stand on on the voter fraud you you fought hard even after the whole insurrection at the capitol you still believed in these people uh but you know what he needs to be impeached because he stepped over the line he he incited them to you know violence and there were a lot of good people in there who weren't going to be violent but they they were incited and now now they were violent so we can't have that in a president, and he can't run anymore. Uh, also, and now, who are you going to vote? You can't vote for Trump. He's not allowed to run anymore as, as a... Uh, a felon. <laughs> a felon, yeah, or as being impeached. Uh, as, uh, also, uh, if you're Ted Cruz, do you want to run as uh, a Republican candidate for president? Because there's a chance that there are two conservative parties by 2024. Oh, yeah. Um, we, were, we were talking about the progressives and the, the center-left like having to divide themselves because they were so opposite and you know now it, it seems clearly that if we're going to get a third party it's going to be the republican party separating from yep. itself uh, who would have said thank you joe biden for saving the democratic party uh <laughs> the big tent uniting under uh, joe biden but aoc and nancy pelosi holding hands together like united fronts like i, I never if, two years ago if you would have told me that i would have slapped you in the face yeah. so how dare you speak of aoc like that my Hero, my goddess. AOC. The squad, the squad, all voted for Nancy for House Speaker. Yep, they, because they you said know, we want a united front. Well, because they said you know they they want us to eat our young. Yep. So our best chance of doing this is me bitching, bitch slapping Nancy Pelosi behind closed doors. Like, yes. This is this is how I'll get things done. So. And uh, I mean, I they're I'm sure they're all lining up to be like, all right, Nancy, listen, we're gonna keep face, but two years from now, yeah. you're gonna step down. Well, I mean, them. you know, it's at the top of the Democratic. Uh, congressional leadership is Nancy Pelosi, who's in her 80s, and Jim Clyburn, who's in his 80s, and uh, fucking Steny Hoyer, who's in his 80s. So eventually the torch will have to be passed here. Yeah, Uh, I I just imagine the next two years is going to be a... um, I think there was more of a, uh, hey, let's keep with the stable hand right now, and in two years we'll have a discussion about how we move forward. And for these two years, why don't we have a couple of people following Steny around and figure out how to be a good whip Yeah. so that we don't lose a guy with 40 years experience being a whip and replace him with like a pretty girl who can kind of get these other old perverts to get to vote for him. Yeah. A whip is a very tough political position too. that. It it takes a special type. It's like a, like a place kicker in football. Like you can't just get any athletic person to do it. Yeah. You need a specialized athlete for that. But uh, the other thing about Ted Cruz is uh, if you're going to run in 2024, you have to hope that you don't get kicked out of the Senate before then uh, because there are discussions about censuring congressmen and senators, uh, especially the ones who spoke at the rally in D.C., yeah. but everyone who is, call- who is uh, 
votes called essentially for insurrection. And there is a call for senators to be disbarred. Uh, mm-hmm. Giuliani as well to be disbarred. Yeah. Uh, and for senators to be put out of the Senate, which has only been done in the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, when senators from Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee showed up for, for the 1865 session of Congress after their states left the Union. And they yeah. were like, wait a second now. Uh, what's this? What's all this about? Um, and by the way, not all of them were put out because some of them were ab- abolitionists. And they were like, all right, you guys stay. You're the legitimate South yeah. Carolina senators. Uh, you, you're out. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, basically, you put them out. Um, so, yes, they, they could put out senators. They could put out Congress members. Uh, and essentially... It causes a special election because the group says, we don't want you. Yeah. Go home. Now, the people of the state could send them back. Right. Ted Cruz barely won his election last time around. Yeah. So, I guess we would see. And, I mean, like, uh, I, you know, Josh Hawley types, I, I just don't know. He's, he's so young. I mean, comparatively. Comparatively, yeah. <laughs> he's so young. And I, I feel like he thinks, like, oh, I won. I'm a senator now. I can start making the the path forward. Like he's he's getting too ambitious for his own shoes. Wow. He thinks he's a he's a good looking conservative boy who's going to be able to do well in this world. But you have to understand that like the really great presidents or people who who built the the political legacy that it takes to become president. Yeah, uh, built upon solid foundations of some. George H W Bush was in the military, so mm-hmm. there's a good foundation block. Then he worked in the CIA. Yep. He was the uh, 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 head of the head of defense at one point, right? Uh, During Reagan, or yeah, no. Where um, was he? He was somewhere up Cheney there in the was cabinet. Defense. Yeah, but yeah. he was on the cabinet. Yeah, and then vice president, and then president. Like he he built his 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 path along the way. Yeah. Josh Hawley just you know is here. Literally, you know, a name I've heard of, but. I wouldn't be able to point to you a picture of Josh Hawley two weeks ago. Now he's in the center of the stage and he's realizing that he wasn't prepared for this moment as much as he thought he would be. Invading Moscow isn't about getting to Moscow. It's about getting to Moscow, ready to fight a battle. Yeah, and then winning. <laughs> yes. Uh, and many people have learned over the years that you can invade Russia and you can get to Moscow, but if you haven't secured the base and the supply lines, you're just going to be retreating back the other way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. uh, you have to have everything ready. And he popped up and he was like, ready to be the national face. And then realized, I am not ready to be the national face. Yeah. I have been outplayed by Ted Cruz, which as embarrassing as dying over a Tip O'Neill picture, yeah. getting outplayed by Ted Cruz, even more embarrassing, Josh Hawley. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how else I could put that. But Yeah. Um, so one last point here before we get out. I want to talk about arrests yeah. and uh, what should happen here. I mean, obviously... There will be many investigations that will go forward mm-hmm. that will examine exactly what was known and who knew what and what what parts were in play here and stuff like that. But my general rule here, this is what I'm what I'm basically coming together on. And I've I've uh, I've softened my stance a little bit since my conversation with Rob earlier. Mm. Um, no more gulags, no more lists and gulags for everybody who walked onto the mall property. No, I mean, there's parts of this. I, I, okay. So basically what I'm thinking about is. Uh, uh, my same, uh, I'm one person trying to storm the Capitol on July of 2009 or something like that. Some okay. random old day, uh, where there wasn't a big insurrection, a whole bunch of people. It was just me trying to go in there and kill somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I, 
pass the gates, if I pass the barricade mm -hmm. that says do not enter, at the moment that I've passed that barricade, I've violated federal law sure. and can yeah. be arrested. Yeah. So I would say that under the pretense that if I was one person who did this and could get arrested, then that rule should apply for everybody else. So everybody who, from the outside of the Capitol, who broke through the barriers at the mall, or at the, at the park there, to get to the Capitol, I'm, uh, I'm immediately ready to charge them with uh, uh, breaking into a federally protected property that you don't have access to, which is the main charge that you'll see for a lot of these people yeah. going forward. Um, uh, along with probably some I might not damage. have gotten the phrase. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the guy who's sitting at Pelosi's desk, he's going to get charged first, number one, with being in an unauthorized federal building. Yeah. Without, what, I can't remember the exact charge name, but it's something like that. Trespassing, uh, <laughs> but fa fancy federal language. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, already just carries a 10-year felony, <laughs> federal felony. So uh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm willing to just add on things on top of that. So if you were a person who you know, went through the gate after they broke it down and then went into the Capitol and just walked around and enjoyed yourself, then you're just getting my my 10-year uh, un un unauthorized access to a federal facility. Mm -hmm. uh, if you went in there and then you went to Nancy Pelosi's desk and broke it and stole some mail and stole a computer <laughs> and did all that, then I'm going to add on the mail fraud and the damage to personal property over a value of blah, 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 and, you know... Uh, larceny and anything else I can possibly add on top of. Uh, I, I would like, I would like there to be a warning to the people who uh, showed up for the rally, but didn't go to the Capitol. I would like them to know that while what they didn't do was illegal, that they should uh, be very aware that they came perilously close to the wrong path in life. You know, we have these moments where uh, we hear it a lot in Baltimore uh, I grew up poor. I didn't have a way to make any money. My family was poor. We couldn't eat. Uh, I had the opportunity as to whether or not I wanted to join the gang and sell drugs and make money and support my family. But I decided to go this other route and, you know, teach basketball to kids. And that led to this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. There's a point in the, in the world where roads diverge, right? If you went to the rally in front of the, the White House, you mm -hmm. said, I had a great day. Thank God the president got me all jazzed up. And then you went home. I would like to think that you took the the road, the casual road. We talked about it with Charlottesville, too, at the time when it happened, where I was like, I could imagine a world where I was in Maryland or something like that. And they said, unite the right rally. I was like, I'm a, I'm a Republican. Especially back I'll, then. Yeah. I'll show up. Yeah. Uh, and there's a world where I imagine that a, a perfectly reasonable person like me would show up. And get there and think that I was going to be a part of some sort of conservative rally. And then all of a sudden I see, you know, swastikas Nazi <laughs> and Nazi flags and, uh, you know, Jews tiki torch. Yeah. Replace and, us. Yeah. And all that. And then you have to say, like, you know what? Not for me. This is not, <laughs> this is not what I imagined when I came down to Charlottesville, Virginia. I am going to go home. If you were one of those people who pulled up and said, oh, shit, this is what I thought it was and then left. You know, let that let this be a lesson to you, a strong lesson to you. As Arnold Schwarzenegger said yeah. in his speech. Yeah. And uh learn a lesson. Yeah. And uh but anybody who went on to the, the grounds of the Capitol should uh be charged uh there and should be fully prosecuted as far as they can go. And I think that we should also examine the 
uh, 14th Amendment for expelling members of Congress who voted for the uh, <laughs> the vote, which includes Kevin McCarthy and Andy Harris and Devin Nunes and Jim Jordan and a whole bunch of these clowns. Uh, the senators who went along with it, too. Uh, and basically anybody who we can find an investigation that had anything to do that had any tangible ties to what was going on. So uh, one of the things that came out after the fact was that a lot of conservative groups uh, would do something to help people get to D.C. or to stay in D.C. or whatever the case was. Charlie Kirk, who we made fun of earlier, uh, helped assemble 80 buses for people to get to D.C., uh, the his uh, wife did no Clarence Thomas's oh, wife Clarence did Thomas's wife, that's Clarence right. Thomas's wife also put together a bunch of buses for people uh, how much Clarence Thomas knew about this or was involved financially in this decision is something I would very much like to know I'd like uh, to give Biden a uh, social uh, SCOTUS seat that'd be what I'd well like I mean to. first of all Breyer needs to fucking retire as of tomorrow <laughs> like wait, wait, no, well, no, no. Uh, 21st, tomorrow. 21st 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 <laughs> not tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow the tomorrow of Joe Biden's presidency I'm uh, gonna say because tomorrow Mitch is like we're back in session <laughs> let's get this bitch going <laughs> did somebody say vacant Supreme Court seat <laughs> in fact Mitch is at home in Kentucky right now and he was like I feel a disturbance. <laughs> I feel like somebody just awoke me somehow. Did someone, did Briar, some, Briar? Is Briar retiring? <laughs> get the list. We'll get ready. Does Amy Coney Barrett have a sister? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind if Clarence Thomas was involved. And guess what? I would, uh, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that they should be charged for accessory necessarily for blindly allowing it, but maybe, uh, Every one of them should be investigated to find out what they knew, when they knew it, and what they were aware of. Because if they knew, if Charlie Kirk was aware that one person who was there planned on storming the Capitol, like if, if he knew that was in the, in the cards, like some people that he might be putting on this bus were later going to commit a federal crime. Yeah. Then he should be charged as an accessory to that crime. I mean, he's he, likely a planner. He brought them to the place where yeah. they were going to commit the crime. That is that is textbook accessory to to a crime. Yeah, I, I mean, I said earlier, getting the Trump got the crowd riled up, and you're looking for the guys who were pulling the trigger. Charlie Kirk is likely one of those guys who was waiting for the crowd to get riled up. So yeah, and trigger, you so. know, if you're if you're a person who said I'm going to drive a couple Patriots down to D.C. and along the drive, one of them said, "Oh man, I can't wait to." you know, invade the Capitol later and shit on Pelosi's desk. And you said, you're not going to do that. I'm pulling over this car right now and you could figure out another way to DC, but rather said, ha ha, that'll be really funny. I can't wait until you do that. Take a video. Uh, then I'm ready to charge you for accessory to a federal crime as well. Now, what if you turn that video over to the FBI? Listen, I'm willing to, I'm willing to talk plea bargains. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody comes with some juicy information, I'm willing to, to cut a little bit of a deal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the most important part of me, the most important part to me, is that every single one of these people who can be charged with a felony, as opposed to a misdemeanor, a felony, is done so. Because I don't want any of these motherfuckers voting again. Ever. Ever. If you, if you are so dumb and so jazzed up by the president that you're going to fucking storm Congress, you have lost the ability to vote, in my mind. You do not get to participate in the process anymore because you chose how you were going to participate in the process, and your thing was illegal. We've talked about this before. The, in the Constitution, you are afforded the right, if you want to, to overthrow the, guy, the government, violently or not, left up to you. 
But you know what? The only thing about it is you have to fucking win. If you do not successfully overthrow the government, then you are felons. That's the, that's the sad. If you overthrow the government and we have a new government at the end of it, then you get to walk away free. But if you don't overthrow the government, then you go to jail. <laughs> this is a very easy proposition. I don't know why it's so difficult. I am. I'm so torn um, because on the one hand. I'm a huge fan of Stalin and gulags and purges and mm-hmm. lists. And what you're is, what you're looking for here is for the left to essentially purge the right, gulag them up for the next few years, and uh, yeah, and a, a huge expansion of the prison industrial complex, which I don't like so much. But listen, I just I, imagine a camp somewhere where we'd send them. Listen, off. I'd be perfectly fine having a a bilateral conversation mm-hmm. about. Uh, maybe commuting some prison sentences of some people who who had a three strikes with a joint or something like that. Like, listen, I'm willing to make room. I think there's some people in prison right now who are in, in jail for way less than this. This is an insurrection to the basic tenets of democracy is a lot, a lot steeper of a crime than I had a joint once in 1983. And I feel like, you know what? You probably did your time, Mr. Man with the joint. Why don't you go along, live your life, go back to voting even if you if you can get it overturned in the court. If you can go back to California and say, hey, since I got arrested, <laughs> you've uh, made marijuana legal and I was in jail for the illegal marijuana that I had at the time. How about we throw out my sentence? If you can get it, go ahead. If you can get your voting rights restored, go ahead. But treason, sedition, these are not things that I'm willing to just casually say, oh, let boys be boys. It's, it's, it's way past that. The parallels between what you're outlining and Stalin's purges are unbelievable. <laughs> They're just intertwined. It's amazing. <laughs> but um, that being said, I'm torn yeah. because I do enjoy S- Stalinist history and tankies and, and the purges. Uh, but on the other hand, and, and this is the argument I made to you earlier, that you are someone in the center looking at these people on the right and saying, like, let's throw the book at them. Yeah. And I am someone on the left looking at these people and saying there, but for the grace of God, go I, uh, for lack I of a better term, God, yeah. go I, um, because I mean, it's the common parlance. We can just use yes, it as I, a- <laughs> using it in the common parlance and not in reality. But I, I, I just, not, I'm not going to go into the full argument, but I just want people to, to take the perspective briefly and just say, listen, if things had gone completely the opposite way, and let's say that Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders had said uh, had lost the election <clears throat> and had claimed voter fraud and was still saying voter fraud. I can see all of those people who have been organized and mobilized over the last year, thanks to George, uh, the George Floyd protests uh, and the BLM movement, that it would eventually lead us to the same place. Um, and I can see myself do being a part of that. So you say purge and I say, uh, yeah, but I, uh, in a year and a half, that might be me. I don't know. And I, I look at it. And I, <laughs> we, we talk about roads, though. That's the thing. Right. And there, there is certainly a road for leftist extremists to go down that would potentially create a similar situation to what we dealt with on Wednesday with right leaning extremists. Sure. I can absolutely see. A set of circumstances that happen sometime in the future, maybe not forever in the future, maybe in the in the few in the next few years, which would open the same sort of thing up to extremists on the left. Uh, but what we are really talking about here, and specifically this situation, was that not only were these people extremists, so they were already down the road that far to begin with. Mm-hmm. There were 
all the things that could have potentially stopped them from journeying further down the road to treasonous acts, the guardrails were removed. People who should know better and should tell people honestly that these things are not what they what they appear to be. You know, if if Ted Cruz honestly wanted to have a commission on voter integrity mm-hmm. and, you know, like have Mitch pick five people and Pelosi pick five people and John Roberts pick five people and they'll have a little like investigation for six days. I understand the logic behind that. That's not an unreasonable thing to potentially say that you would want. But the problem is that it was after you had already talked about nonsense lies. By the way, he could have proposed that. lies upon lies upon lies that compounded into this thing that in in normal circumstances could have been potentially a reasonable thing to ask for. But because there was so much distrust and and just flat-out untruths that happened in between, there's no way that these people were... You know, the, somebody put a brick on the tire and shifted the thing into drive and just let them go. Like, this is yeah. not, this is not a, uh, this is not, you know, the, at any point during the, this process from election day up until Wednesday, cooler heads could have prevailed and said, hey, listen, I don't like it. And I think there's something fishy here. And I think that we might need to take a better look at these things so that we correct them in the future. But unfortunately, Joe Biden is going to be president. There's not really much I can do about it because the states have already certified. If you wanted to do something about it, you shouldn't want a lawsuit prior to the state certifying. And, if Ted and, Cruz would have said that, I would have been like, yeah, sure, give him a stupid fucking thing. <laughs> like, we had a voter fraud commission after Trump won. Cruz could have proposed was, his uh, commission the day after or the day after that Sunday that they, yeah. they called the But he, did, he waited until yeah, the he certification waited, day. He waited until literally nothing could have changed from it. Yeah. Just so he could say that he was proposing it. It was, it was so toothless at the moment that he was saying it that it didn't even reason to discuss so do you think that uh george washington was a wise president do you think he's one of the wiser one of the better presidents yes i mean there there are certainly parts of of washington that uh his honor i always thought was very was very high okay I, I don't necessarily agree with every decision he made. Sure, but I, I he was a slave that, owner, so I mean, right? I mean, you know, and he's he's a man of his time, if we will, yeah. to say. But I mean, like, I think that I think that above all else in his mind, he thought of honor and dignity and and truthfulness, and and he wanted to create a system that would last far beyond his years. How do you think George Washington will respond to the events of last Wednesday? I think George Washington would be fucking horrified by the events that happened, I, I, and. Yes, but I mean more along the lines of you're calling for uh, lists and prison sentences and gulags and the whole nine. What do you? How do you think he would reply? I I think he would reply like many people who were amongst the founding fathers, which is this is not by any means a perfect democracy. It's something that we strive for and that we constantly have to better ourselves in pursuit of. Yep. Uh, I'm 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 not. I never claimed that America was a perfect country or that we did things right or that there aren't clear and obvious things that that could hypothetically be changed tomorrow that would make this world better but absolutely will not be changed for years to come do you think he backs your plan to charge every single person who was there and to maximize charges and to put people in jail for participating i mean i think i think for him to properly understand the situation that happened he Mm -hmm. would need more than just the information of the day in question 
I think that oh, no, let's say he's I alive. Mean, like, yeah, he's alive. Oh, he's he, been he alive this whole time. On. So yeah. he knew about the Civil War and he knew about yes, all. Yeah, he knows about all of it. Yeah, I, I, I imagine I imagine Washington would be on my side. I, you know, honestly, there's a part of me that has thought of Washington in a modern day parlance, not in uh, not, you know, word for word. Yeah. But there's always been a Colin Powell aspect of George Washington. I agree. That I thought was sort of similar. Yeah. Um, Powell, you can disagree with him politically. But whenever he spoke, you could see that he had thought about what he had said a long time. And he thought about not only, you know, like what would happen if I did A, but what would happen if I did B or C or D? And what is the best route for America? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you get in the room, you say, I want A. Dick Cheney says, I want B. The two of you fight it out. The president says, I want C. You got to go with what the president said. Yeah. That's part of how this works. But. You know, I, I always thought of him as an honorable person and a person who would, above all else, put the country and the democracy and the republic first, mm -hmm. as opposed to any kind of party attribution that he had. And, he, and walk, he walks the walk when he talks the talk. Yeah. And, I you know, he's not a perfect person. <laughs> he, yeah. has, he has falls, flaws, uh, flaws just like the rest of us. Uh, but I, I... He stood before the UN and shook a bag of yellow cake. Yeah. So. I, you know, I... I not everything, not everything is reasonable, but I, I think that if you asked whether or not he was a honest and forthright person who was doing what he thought was best, I, I, I don't under, I don't know a single person who wouldn't, who wouldn't agree with that yes. general tenant. And uh, funny bit of news, uh, Colin Powell left the Republican Party this week. Yeah. So, and, uh, that's and a Colin Powell was horrified about what happened yeah. too. Like I, I was watching him talk about it, and he, you know, it looks like I think there's a lot of us who, who really care about, I, I. Part of the reason why I like government and why I like politics is because I really, I really do care. I really do want things better for people. <laughs> Where you know, it, it, again, democracy is the constant stage of trying to better yourself for a more perfect union. Mm -hmm. You're not. It, it's always going to be a work in progress. It's never going to be finished. There's always something else above the hill that we need to tackle and conquer together as a people. But. There's no way. There's no way a reasonable person can align themselves with what you know this section of the republican party is doing it's just antithetical to like literally from the time i was born till now the republican party is a completely different thing yep. than it was before and that's not you know the the fact that it shifted so quickly and the democratic party didn't shift at all like, I mean, they <laughs> like did shift uh, barry goldwater slightly, but i'm saying like barry goldwater in 1964 is joe biden today so the no, republican became the democrat i'm saying there were people there were people on the extreme like you know like laughable left back yeah. in the 70s who were saying the same things that that you know like more center left progressive oh yeah ish people are saying now like you know legalizing but, of drugs was something that was <laughs> was brought up a lot in the 70s but the by people left. who were laughed at yes. like yeah. you know your jerry rubens and stuff like that who were also just, uh there were leaders they in were the big jokes like leaders <laughs> of the republican party who fought nazis so they would never say things like counselor at camp auschwitz yeah because somebody would be like i had a buddy who got fucking killed by nazis don't take that fucking shirt off yeah what would john mccain say oh. like you know that, that's uh, and uh, i know some some trump loony who hears us is gonna say like you know well, fucking john mccain was a rhino and he never was a part of this party oh yeah yeah he was a fucking Fuck part of the party he was, <laughs> he was about as republican as you get up until and you know what the only thing that made him so much better than almost any other republican in the senate for the time that he was there is that every once in a while he would say, you know what? I don't stand with my party on this one. Yep. I disagree. I don't think that they're right. I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to pay consequences for not 
following the party on this one, but I, I think it's right, and I'm going to vote this way. He got Again. blue-pilled, Corey. That's what happened. <laughs> Again, you can, you know, McCain is not a perfect person. <laughs> he has lots of faults, and we could get into it, but that is not, you know, nobody was more honorable than John McCain in this sort of regard. So, was, to, to circle back, the reason I asked about Washington is a uh, funny thing about that. This exact situation popped up. 1787 in western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, a man named Daniel Shays led not only an insurrection, but an absolute rebellion against the brand new government led by one George Washington. Yeah. I feel and, like I've heard this name before somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, George Washington dispatched troops out to meet them because uh, there were no police that he could muster to go out and, and meet them. And um, how do you think that Washington addressed the issue of Shays' Rebellion, given your position that you think uh, he would back you on the, the jailing of uh, all the people? I mean, I am sure you're going to give me a different response to that. Yes. But I, I think that uh, while a reasonable point to bring up Shays as a, a counter to this argument, mm -hmm. I think that things that happened at the burgeoning of the democracy are not quite the same as the things that are happening mid-stride of the democracy. Well, yeah. we, are, we are too far into this experiment to be at the point where the 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 breaking across the the bowels of what democracy was in the beginning is how you find its shape. You're it, the the I, I I agree with you. So I imagine I imagine Washington would be of the mind of Michelangelo who said that I don't sculpt, I just take a big thing of a marble yes. and I skip away anything that is not the actual statue it's and not, it comes yes. to me. The um, democracy at that point was just a big slab of marble. They were all chipping away to try and find out what the democracy underneath looked like. And people who were who had antithetical views to what Washington or the government or the common view was at that time helped shape what that marble was. And I'm not going to you know what? Honestly, I'm kind of in a in a in a very esoteric or like a very thousand yard view. I'm kind of happy that we had this moment in history because I think that one day long from this because we're going to be living in a little bit of of fear and uncertainty for a while mm. uh and i can't tell you that it's going to be like a couple weeks or a couple months or a couple years i don't know it's all up to the the you know the fate at this point but i think that one day we will look back upon this as the moments that we had an ugly moment in america but we grew stronger because of it we we came together in some sort of way and I'm not saying like Biden is going to unite us or the next president is going to unite. It, it might take a while. And I, I'm acknowledging this. But I think that one day we might think of this awful chapter in America as the beginning of something that eventually took root that made us better. And that's my that's the only hope I can ever have of America, because if I think that we're going to just keep doing this every four years with every election loss, then there's no point in really thinking that this democracy is meant to last the the test of time, you know? Well, two things. One, um, interesting hot take. Washington, mediocre president, only looks good based on the times. Good for you, Corey. That's a great <laughs> hot take for you. Uh, the other thing is... I uh, thought we had a no hot take policy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is, uh, funny thing about that, uh, if you look at the elections of 1820, 1824, 20, uh, 8, yeah. 30, uh, what you're going to find is exactly what we're doing right now. This yeah. vacillation between control means policies change drastically and that ended with eventually we got to settle this with guns yeah. um and I that's mean, that, why I, mean, I, I keep saying that eventually this leads if we can't find a middle ground and we keep doing this vacillation it leads to civil war 
So I mean, it, it that's the problem. It, it is it either either we continue ratcheting it up, yeah, and allowing the things that allowed it to to fester to continue to live unencumbered, or we uh <laughs> we just uh, put an end to it. Like that's the you know Hitler could have been, and I know everyone makes con- comparison to Hitler with Trump and everything like that, and I don't like to do it either because I get it. This is a completely different thing. No, both but, fascists. What do but you Hitler could have been shut down. Way before Hitler became in power. Yeah. Hitler could have been irrelevant and they chose not to do it. They said, we don't want to, to make an example out of <laughs> Like We don't want to, you know, we don't want to, he wasn't a, a super popular guy before that when they were, when they were railroading him in the beginning or when they had the opportunity to, and they could have snuffed that whole thing out and they chose not to. And that ra- that allowed Hitler to not only rise, mm-hmm. but to bring a lot of people with him. Like, you know, funny thing about that though, what did they do when he, um, took his first action against government. They locked him up for 10 years. And yeah. He wrote a book, which then inspired him to the rest of the people to follow him. And oh, I know. But I'm saying like, I'm saying that uh, another great hot take from Corey. He <laughs> wants to make the next Hitler by putting one of these crazy right wing people in jail so he can write. Uh, well, they wouldn't be able to run. They wouldn't uh, be able to run again. That's the unless they just had a, a shadow government like made a completely new government to run i, I mean maybe or maybe uh, he just writes I mean, a book and inspires people it's you know I, I i don't think that they're gonna write a book because josh holly got dumped by his publisher so I mean, he, also, he's uh, not gonna he's not gonna have his opportunity to do mein Kampf just yet he's I'm gonna have sure. to put that out through a independent publisher somewhere not sure any of these people could really write a comprehensible <laughs> book uh but i, I want to say this for anybody who's interested because i think the point is in, is interesting that you bring up washington uh or that i brought up washington uh that shay's rebellion there was a whole, an actual rebellion, guns. There was gunfire exchange with federal troops. And when it was all settled, of course, federal troops won and they pacified Western Pennsylvania. And Washington came in and said that essentially what you have said in a way, uh, the spirit of America is one of rebellion, but you got to win. Yeah. If we had lost, the British would have hung all of us, um, but they wouldn't have hung all the troops. They would have hung the leaders and told the rest of us, learn your lesson and go home. Yeah. So what did he do? He sent home all of the regular troops. In fact, he sent them home with their guns because in Western Pennsylvania, you needed your gun. Yeah. Um, and then he took Daniel Shays and the other 12 people who incited the thing and he put them in jail. And yeah. well, he put them on trial and the people of Western Pennsylvania put them in jail. Um, so essentially, this is my argument that taking all... 10,000 people or whatever that went into the Capitol and putting them in jail does nothing but create more disunity and create a reason for them to stand up like Hitler and like the Nazis in the beginning, the national socialists. So I'm sending them home and saying, listen, I understand we have a country that's based on revolution and you think you're continuing that revolution, but you're not. Here's why is a way that we calm things and then taking people like Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and putting them in jail. This is the, this is the last point I'll make. And the, the, we've gone We're way super over. long. Yeah. Uh, but obviously this has been a very weird week and we had to discuss a lot of intricate things here. Um, but the last point I would like to make is that I'm not calling for these people to just be thrown in jail, a trial I'm calling on them to be charged. But if, it if, does no good. No, but I'm saying it only makes them part of. I, it, I'm you saying go, I'm you, saying if you, commit if you one charge crime, you go to jail. It's a school for scoundrels. You come out a gang member, and now you send one white guy to jail. How big is Aryan Nation going to be five years from now when these guys get out of jail? I'm I'm willing I'm willing to listen to to all possible 
opinions about what should be done with the people after we charge them. If you if if compassionate courts across America want to look look upon individual actions differently, then I will do so as well. If if we all come together as people and say like, hey, listen, the only ones we should charge are these specific 500 people who you know fucking broke something or you know shattered a desk or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I, I can, I can, I can be moved by the common decision-making process. But I'm saying, like, at the very least, I want charges. I want, I want people to to feel like they know that there is the the, the axe is hanging over them. You know, like this this what you did is not is is only legal and protected if you win. And uh, history is written by the winners, and you are not the winner in this situation, and therefore. You should not feel like you got off scot free. The what? fact that the fact that uh, I know people who fucking go out for a night think that there's not going to be anything. You know, it's just going to be a normal everyday day, and then all of a sudden you get caught up in something, and then you're running from the cops, and then you get arrested, and then you go to jail, and then you're sitting and holding because you can't pay your bail, and then you go to court and you argue to the judge like you know like I have a family, I have all these things going on at home. You know, I need to be there for them. He said, I've had enough of you dangerous criminal types. And he says, you're, you know, no bail. And he's held until court. And it keeps getting delayed because <laughs> the state wants to to push it back a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You can't afford an attorney. You only have a public defender. And they're fine with getting the extension because they already have so full of a caseload that they can't even handle it. And now it's been a year and you haven't even seen the inside of a courtroom sitting in jail on bail. Right. Khalif Browder. Yes. And. Eventually, your case gets heard and you go in front of the judge and he says, oh, this is all bullshit and not guilty. And then you finally go home. The people who went into the Capitol and stormed the Capitol and broke the windows and, and you know, destroyed the place and, and broke into offices and, you know, did their little fucking LARPing on the Senate floor and everything like that. These people, for the most part, went home, slept in their bed today are probably still walking around living their everyday lives saying like oh man it was so fun last week when we fucking stormed the capitol you know and eventually the fbi will catch up to these people the various states will 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 root them out and will find the the ones that they find are the most despicable and they'll press charges and the whole thing will go but you know somebody is going to live the rest of their life and never get a call from the fbi yeah and you know there he was shitting in pelosi's desk and I just don't think that's to me that doesn't that doesn't sit right because, you know, I I know way more people like the first one I mentioned in Baltimore, especially. I know way more people like the first one I mentioned. Yeah. Some person who thought that tomorrow they're just going to go back to work and have a normal day and don't realize that the rest of their life is now <laughs> this one charge they took once over some bullshit. And the fact that people got to sleep in their bed. We, we talked about uh, police violence and how, you know, like, George Floyd doesn't get to go sleep in his bed, you know? All the cops who killed him get to go home and sleep in their bed yeah. until they're charged two and a half weeks later, or maybe not charged at all. And I, I don't... I don't want you to feel like you accomplished something, because you didn't. The, the, the people who, were, who went in there with the, with the intent of causing chaos and to, to break our government in some sort of way are not the people who get to win in this whole thing. They're terrorists. They deserve to be treated like terrorists. And, you know, if some if random mope 
just walked from the White House and went onto the, uh, you know, the grounds of the Congress and walked up the stairs and walked through an open door and went into the, uh, uh, the, the dome. Yeah, rotunda. The rotunda. Yeah. Uh, and had looked around and said, like, oh, wow, this is what the Capitol looks like. And then walked out. Yes, they violated the law. Should I, do I think they should be talked about about that thing? Yes. Should they probably be charged? Yes. But if a judge says, listen, have you learned something from this? And he says, yes, I will never fucking do it again. I learned it a very important lesson that I'm I'm willing to let bygones be bygones to a certain extent. But I don't want you to think that you just did nothing. That today was just a, a that Wednesday the 6th was just any old day in your life because you actively decided that you wanted to be a part of an insurrection against the government for which you think is the the shining city on the hill the beacon above all else and you talk about how important the constitution is and you don't know a fucking single thing about the constitution you think that free speech and the first amendment is everything and you don't realize that there there are limits to what speech allows you to legally protect i am allowed to say you know certain things but i'm not I'm allowed to say whatever I want, but it doesn't mean I'm shielded from consequences. Right. You know, I, I'm I'm legally protected from having really deranged opinions. But if they go into the stage where I might hurt other people, then those opinions aren't just things that I hold to myself. These are now things that could potentially hurt other people. And I, I find it fascinating. And uh, this is the last thing I'll say yeah. uh, that uh, you and, and not just you, a lot of people have been calling them terrorists all week. Yeah. And my concern is, uh, you know, about the cycle of terrorism. Yeah. Uh, someone's a terrorist. Uh, for those of you who don't then, someone's a terrorist. We killed them. This only spawns more terrorists because we've now killed somebody who is the breadwinner or the, the patriarch of a family, and that person has children or cousins or brothers. They become terrorists because of it. If we put these, if we start threatening people, then we, bec- we become the government that they say that we are. And when we are that, it only spawns more people. And the 30,000 crazies that show up will spawn 300,000 crazies. And you want to have a civil war, that's how you get a civil war. But if we do what has Washington, as Lincoln, as all of our greatest presidents, and we hold them in great esteem because of the way they dealt with insurrections, if we, hold, if we do what they guided us to do, and instead say, we take the leadership and we punish them, but if you were just a follower, you go home, learn yeah. your lesson, then... We avoid that, and we avoid the inevitable consequences. And I can't believe that I am the voice of reason this week. But to be able to do that, we all need to come together. And that means that people have to follow the basic tenets of fair play and the truth and honesty and telling people straight what's going on. Kevin McCarthy is doing us no favors by lying about what happened with the election. And he knows it's a lie, and he's doing it for his own benefit. And if he's not going to change his behavior, then he's going to have to face some sort of punishment for it. Right. Just the and same as Andy Harris and Jim Jordan and Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and Tommy Tuberville. And I, the these list are the goes names. On. These are the names I'm talking about. Ted yeah. Cruz and, and, and Mike McCarthy. Yes, all of these people should be held accountable. But Joe Schmo, who walked into the rotunda. Yeah. You put you threatened him with a trial, and now the twelve buddies of his who thought he was crazy for going to fucking DC are like, "Holy shit, he's right! Look at this government—they're overreaching." And now we have thirteen instead of one. The problem is that with a lot of these people, you're not going to be able to convince to to anybody who is willing to to walk past the to pass the Rubicon into the protected area that they were not supposed to in uh, to walk on. Yeah, you, you know they're. 
any kind of jail time for a guy who sits on Pelosi's desk is going to be thought of as they're throwing the book at him and how dare they and stuff like that. The, right. The, That's the people, why I'm saying don't I'm saying, give him any. Because, by the way, what, just let him change. fucking vote again. No, yeah, you're not going to change not. his mind no matter what you do. You put him in jail. He's still going to think the same thing. But the 10 guys who said you're crazy for going there. If you charge, that's what I'm talking if about. you charge one of them, then then the whole group is going to think that that this is a attack upon all their dignities. And I, I'm, no, I'm just no, not yes, playing this the game point. That's the point. Don't charge any of them. Send them home. Absolutely. So not. you don't get their 10 friends charge the leadership. Because, by the way, they don't go charging across the Rubicon of that border without Trump and Trump Jr. and McCarthy and Cruz telling right. them to go. I get it, but I'm saying uh, cut the head off. There is the there is alone. no there is no scenario where I don't imagine where where I couldn't see you know 150 to 200 charges at the bare minimum of people who who went so far beyond just what they thought was protected free speech when they charged the Capitol. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I understand what the law is. I'm saying let's be logical about it. Right. Because otherwise. I'm saying we're going to have to charge them regardless because they crossed the line way more than everybody else did. And I I will not I will not under any circumstance allow terrorist act to go (laughs) unsustained. The end result is that you and I are going to be two old men fighting a civil war. (laughs) And I can't believe I'm saying again. I can't believe I'm the voice of reason. I, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I have a nephew I have to worry about living. Um, but uh, if you thought that was the biggest news of the week, of course, there's one other story that Corey wants to talk about, which is almost as equally as big as an insurrection. But that's in sports. <laughs> so seriously, lightning round. I'm yeah, I hold you to a lightning round. I'm keeping this to 30 seconds. Go. I'm glad that the Ravens uh, are facing the Bills in the second round because I didn't want to face the Chiefs in the second round. And I am so glad that the Browns curb stomped the Steelers <laughs> on Sunday night and then almost let them back in the game, but still won somehow. I'm happy for Browns fans. I uh, I don't think you have much luck here in the second round against Mahomes, but I'm rooting for you. I really hope you do. I really hope you Trust beat because For the first time all season, you got two guys – well, no, the second time, first yeah. being last week. Yeah. You have two guys cheering on the Browns. Like, let's go. Because yeah. <laughs> I would, uh, I would, you know, obviously if I could choose anybody to play in the AFC Championship game, it would be the Browns. Even though I do worry that uh, if for whatever reason it did happen, if this if this cir- circuitous events came together where it was Browns and Ravens in the AFC Championship, uh, this would probably be the time where the Browns suddenly found a way to mm. to right all the demons and beat us. Yep. So maybe I'm maybe I'm asking for too much. I, you know, I the the fate is out there. I, I don't know how it will how it will turn. But uh, uh, also more games on Nickelodeon. That was fun. <laughs> Enjoyed that. I mean, like I wouldn't watch it every week, but I thought it was. I thought. Uh, I, I kind there was a part of me that wished that I had like a kid who was like Nickelodeon aged. That I could show this to. I could well, just I can like, tell you, as somebody with a kid, Nickelodeon age, and by that I mean... Me? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable to watch somebody enjoy it so much. So, uh, No, but uh, they they do it their own way. Uh, I called it uh, NFL for Dummies. And yeah. people took offense to that. I didn't mean like dummies. I meant like the well, books. Well, that was the book. Yeah, the, the books that yeah, aren't the, really for dummies. It just means it explains the things that you need to understand. It was just an easy way to say like... Hey, you need to learn marketing. Here's everything you would need to know if you were a dummy and you didn't know anything about it. Like, I the way I the way I was thinking about it was, uh, you know, every time somebody would turn to one of us and be like, "What just happened?" 
they were saying, so here's what that was. Yeah. It's the perfect way to watch a game if you don't understand football. Yeah. Because every time you'd have a question to ask one of the guys who knows what it is, they were explaining it to you in the show. It, it's a good way. Now, I could do without the slime and, uh, you know, like uh, the two people who didn't I, know anything about football. I do think there is a problem with uh, uh, trying to explain things in the vernacular of the sport already. Yeah. Like there's, there's something like if I said, like, can you explain a rocket launch to me? And then you started saying like, okay, so when the circuitian pressure re- gets to this level yeah. is when the rocket is really ready to take off and, and get into the atmosphere. You're already using words that I don't understand. So now I have to stop you. And I'm just like, uh, you know, <laughs> like what's that thing? So like, you know, there were a couple things where they were like explaining like what a false start was or like what offsides was. And it's yeah. just like, there's an imaginary line that is the line of scrimmage. And if somebody on the other team obstructs the general area of the, like it was spoken kind of in legalese too, like. I think there there might have been, if I could make any critique, I would say that maybe there's a way that you could even dumb down the explanation of the rules to people. Because if you have never seen football, yeah. like if you were, you know, I, I just had some buddy from the Congo here who wanted to watch the football game with me. Talking a lot of shit about Africa this week, too. Uh, Look at you. So many hot takes. Uh, I, would, uh, I would definitely... Uh, probably still have to explain things that were going on here you know like well and I, that's why i said the two the kid on the field and the kid in the stands like it's nick that's why they were there yeah but uh, i'll keep uh burleson i think he was funny and i liked him yeah but having somebody who's just like a layman and being like all right so what you mean is there's a line if you cross the line too early that's what you're talking about yeah i mean i i think there was sort of like there was the the Gabby the the girl yes. who's in the group too yeah. like I thought she was good as far as like being entertaining and fun and everything like that there were a couple times where she would ask a question that seemed like it wasn't necessarily the most important question to be asked but you know like kids too like maybe they got their questions yeah. from like what kids wanted to know I think so because like at one point she was just like so what happens if you have to go to the bathroom while you're out there you're wearing all those pads I'm just like this isn't really that been like he's probably you know like the real reality is like you go before the game you go at halftime <laughs> you're pretty good like so I'm a grown man yeah, a grown man can hold it for an hour and a half yeah. <laughs> but no I, I bet you they had twitter and they were taking yeah 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 twitter, i'm, stuff, I'm so. sure but i'm yeah. saying like you know there was there was a part of it that felt like maybe you were going a little too low uh to try and to get people in but at the same time when you were explaining like rules like you were using it and like when they trying to explain touchdowns and stuff like that like you know there's so many little things that could make something not a touchdown like you caught the ball in the end zone but you need to have two feet inbound like some of this is like how can I explain it to you as briefly as possible without saying that there's like also some things that might keep this from being a catch? You yeah. know, like I, I like I said, I think they did a good job. Uh, if you get a again, I don't think focus. But Nick is going to focus at kids, and that's why it was so fun. Focus it at people. Maybe it's just CBS or well, somebody needs to say we're going to put this up. If you've never watched football, this is your game. Understand this is this is uh, uh, the future of where I imagine a lot of sports are going to go. And I think that sooner rather than later, we already have it with the prime. If you ever watch a game on prime, uh, you could either listen to the uh, Fox commentary with Troy and uh, Joe Buck, or you can uh, listen to, there's like a stats version where they get like really heavy into the numbers. There's also, uh, I don't know if it's the same group, but I know it was Andrea Kramer and uh, uh, Hannah Storm were doing commentary for a while. Uh, I imagine that at one point, the NFL is just going to be like, hey, you have the NFL app. This is where you pay $2,000 a year to get all the NFL games. Uh, and if you click on the Ravens game, you want to watch the Ravens game, here is a selection of 
six different commentaries that you could listen to mm-hmm. because as they're watching the game, the Oh, the Anthem guys are going to be doing a play by play. So you could listen to that one or you could listen to, you know, the Section 336 guys or any of the, you know, go down the list of like, you know, or maybe the 1057, the guy guys will be doing it or like whatever the case may be. And then, you know, you just put the standard like we don't we don't necessarily monitor what they're saying. And you, yeah. you listen at your own, you know, when you're listening to like Chad Dukes, like let me, let me give you a preview. Someone keys into the game, though, the anthem guys and uh, the Ravens are, are on the 20 looking to score uh, and they're about to hike the ball and you hit the button and. Guillotine. <laughs> this is why I'm saying that you need to have. What the fuck does this have to do with the games? Like, oh, they're off topic. Who knows? But uh, I would just like to do it because we'd have three hours to talk instead of our usual. Uh, you know, we're limited completely to an hour. We have to be with. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want, if you want to listen to podcasts that I guarantee are shorter than those on a normal, <laughs> normal basis. You know where you go? Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of the podcast on all the podcatchers that you listen to us on. The easiest way to find it, anchor.fm forward slash oh, the anthem. And then as for me, you can find me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh... Still working on things, and it was a it was a rough week. <laughs> I was a little bit worried about democracy falling. Uh, I didn't get a lot of work done, uh, so sue me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we record these episodes every single Monday, so you can join us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope, uh, and uh, Twitch, where we're at uh, Out of the Anthem, uh, and you can find us on there and, and join along with us. We have a Discord channel. You can join us in there. I just realized I haven't checked the Discord the entire time. Uh, <laughs> nobody commented. Good. Uh, probably because we Twitch is hours. no more, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and so you can join us there uh, and join in our conversations, even our pre show prep. You can talk to us about what topics we should talk about. Uh, if you're looking for more of me, it's at Robert and Chico on our social networks. Uh, you can go to Robert and Chico com where you want more information i'm on social media i'm not really on social media i just check it and update my story on instagram honestly that's all i do uh but you can find uh, all the important stuff at the website including links to the books uh wait let me get to the two shots that are available on amazon and listen i gotta talk i mean yeah. this one it's fine not really of the times not really something you need to know right now sure yeah get back to it later it's, it's like, uh that's the one i talked about last week with the the future the guy from the future comes back you should so you should have already read it yes. in the last yeah. week uh, but the ones that you specifically want to be looking forward are to are these two, uh, the movement series, which will illuminate a lot of uh, uh, of how some of these people might have been thinking. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's the crazy left version of uh, what you just saw on TV. Uh, again, the uh, in- insurrection is the one that opens with we're in Arlington Cemetery invading the Capitol. Yeah, uh, and insurgency is hey the crazy right wing people uh, the. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. The crazy right-wing <laughs> people uh, have their own uh, striking back. Their own resistance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm a prophet. I'm just going to say. Just saying, if you're looking for some light reading, <laughs> you want to take your mind off the events in Washington. It's there. Yeah, it's available. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good, but as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey. Oh, fuck, I always fuck that up. <laughs> this is Rob. For Corey. This is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Release the hounds. What? Release the hounds? The one one hound. Oh, yes. uh, The baby tyrant. (laughs) Uh, Or as we call him, it's producer Brooks. Hi, baby. Yeah. Hi, baby. Come here. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Let me get the mics back up. Okay. You want to show him? Ah, there he is. Oh, look how cute (laughs) he is. Oh, he misses dad. All right. Bye, everybody.